time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, gamers, NPCs, bots, trolls, streamers, avatars, bosses, mini-bosses, coders, artists, designers, and corrupted CEOs to episode 81 of After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Free Guy, the Ryan Reynolds movie about video games and some other stuff. And with me, as always... I'm Ryan Davis, by the way. And with Ryan Davis is Sean Davis. I'm pressing start. I'm joining. I'm player two. All right. Well, good thing we're playing on a 64, so we have a third controller plug-in, who is helmed by Matt Chewy. You forgot to mention basement dwellers. Here I am, Matt Chewy. We don't talk about them. Okay. But Fair enough. I guess you're here, so. Uh, yeah. So, cool. Um... Thank you for joining me, guys. <laughs> we got through the intro. Yeah, we did it. It was a longer one than usual, but we made it. Not alive. Um, well, before we talk about the movie, what do you say we take a trip around the old chunk fire and see what we've been up to? I say yes. Well, great. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I also say yes. Good. Well, it's like uh, we're voting on what level we want to play next, but we all selected the same level. Vote, okay. vote stories, to skip. So. Vote to skip. Vote to skip. <laughs> All right, we'll let we'll choose random. Um, Matt, what have you been up to? Oh, why, hello, yes. What, what quests have you accepted and completed? What quests? Oh, I completed such a quest. Um, well, I uh, just got back uh, at two a.m. this morning from a week on weekends long trip to Disneyland with my wife Maeve. Um, we bought three day. Uh, uh, park opera passes right before the park closed uh, for COVID, like like five days before they shut the park down. Which is amazing. We didn't get COVID. Yay! So we we uh, we had been sitting on these tickets, and they were set to expire this December. And I found out, and I'm more on this a little bit later. Um, well, when dur- during the closure, they canceled the entire annual pass program, um, uh, with no definite like replacements announced. And uh, not that long ago, they announced the replacement, and it is starting, as of this recording, it's starting in just a couple days. So when I found that out, um, I also found out that um, the parks were extremely empty, um, because everybody who was waiting to renew their passes were not about to go buy, like, one-day tickets to go to Disneyland when they were about to be able to get an annual pass again. So for the last, ever since they announced the return, the parks have been very empty. Um, and we had these two tickets and went, oh, we got to go right now, as soon as we can. Um, so it was a big hectic thing because I had come off of like seven weeks of teaching summer school slash Beauty and the Beast. I only had a few days off for summer vacation before we went into week one of school, um, which, by the way, I, I started teaching again. And so the school year proper has begun officially. Um, we started the school year by bringing back the play puffs that we ended last school year with. Um, they wanted to remount it. So um, I had never worked a show <laughs> in the first week of school before. That's crazy. Um, much less we had it was at the end of last year. So we had seniors who graduated both on the cast and the crew. 
So we had to replace a lot of them, and it was just a lot of stuff to do very, you know, at the, right at the beginning of the school year. But we pulled it off, we did that, and uh, basically as soon as I left on Friday um, from the, the closing performance, um, Maeve and I drove up there, we stayed up there, and uh, basically went to Disneyland straight in the morning. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was basically... I, we, uh, they're, they're also not uh, doing Fast Pass right now either. Um, so I got to see the a world where Fast Pass doesn't exist and where annual pass holders don't exist. And boy, oh boy, was it the Disneyland of my childhood. Uh, we didn't wait longer than, I think, 25 minutes for anything. Um, nice. It was, it was like a dream trip. Um, uh, Space Mountain was... Well, with no pass holders, that makes sense. But with the no fast pass, it actually... Oh, yeah. I've, I've, um, I've been vehemently against fast pass since its inception. Um, because, uh, it, it was, it was thought up in the 90s as a way to get people to spend more time in the gift shops. But, uh, cause the, <laughs> the, the, the guy running Disneyland when it was invented was the, the guy who created the Disney stores at the malls. Remember when those were really popular? Yeah. 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 That was his promotion. They put him in charge of theme parks and, but he's, you know, a retail guy. So he was like, Oh, people only go to theme parks for, um, for shopping. The rides are just extra. So if we invent this, people will want to go. They'll be like, finally more time to go shopping now that I don't have to stand in line. And of course, like if you don't have to stand in line for one ride, what are you going to do with that time? Go, go to another ride. Exactly. You're going to go ride other rides. And that's exactly what happens. The program as designed was a complete failure. Um, in that I mean, point. it's a failure for his intent, but it seems like a success for the heart goer. It's, it's a success if you're able to get fast passes. Um, but the problem is that a lot of the rides were not designed to have them. Um, their designs, yeah. when they design rides, they're, um, they're designed very particularly with capacity in mind, as in how many bodies they can move through it per hour. Um, so when yeah. you when you all of a sudden throw this wrench in and you're trying to readjust the algorithm of how many people, you know, okay, so you get a fast pass. It says come back at this time. Um, they've got to balance it so that it's worth your time getting the fast pass that you you actually don't have to wait very long once you come back, or else what's the point of it? Um, and basically, what ends up happening is that if you don't have a fast pass you end up waiting much, much, much longer. Um, so, you know, the modern era, it's not uncommon to see waits of, you know, two to three hours for some of the more popular rides like Space Mountain, where when I was a kid, I, I literally had a trip where I went on the 4th of July with my aunt and some of my cousins. And at the end of the night, um, Space Mountain was so dead that they let us stay in the car and ride through it multiple times. I think we went on it like four times in a row uh, on one of those trips when I was in middle school, um, that's never been the case again because of fast pass. It's, it's, uh, it's, in, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's totally skewed the way that theme park rides work. Um, so at any rate, they, I don't know what the reasoning was why they weren't doing it, but, um, but basically it was like, it was like going as a little kid again. Um, uh, last night, Maeve and I, uh, you know, not even that late in the evening, we went on, I think at six or seven, we went on the Pirates of the Caribbean and they gave us our own boat. <laughs> it was oh, just, cool. we had our, our own boat. It was crazy. It was just like, we were just able to just talk and goof around and just make jokes. And we're just like, 
uh, this is weird. Why do we, we have our own boat through this ride? And this is a super long ride. Um, and then when we got back to the station, um, there were only a few people trying to board our boat. So, like, can we just ride it again? And they're like, yeah, whatever. Just stay. In this. So, oh, that's awesome. I love yeah, when Disneyland when it's um, like that. Exactly. That's, but yeah. the thing is, never like that anymore. So, right. um, when we did Space Mountain, it was a 15-minute wait. Um, so, I, we rode it, and then... I got off and I went back, got back in line and wrote it again. And, you know, we didn't get to stay in the car, but, um, you know, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Tower, which used to be Tower of Terror, I wrote it three times over the course of the weekend, um, which is great because, you know, normal times now, normally it's never shorter than an hour wait, but it was pretty much just, uh, you know, walk right into the lobby and they put you in the pre-show, you know, so um, it was a great time. To go to Disneyland. It was really... I, I saw the opportunity. I jumped on it. And um, honestly, I don't think I'll be going to Disneyland again for a long time. Um, because uh, not only have they announced the new annual pass, hold po- pass holder program, but they've also... Which they're calling, like, the Genie app. And so, like, there's going to be multiple fast pass lines. Like, there's going to be a free... Well, what I heard is that there's going to be a, a pay fast pass. That's what too, it is. Which, there's... that sounds the worst. Like, yeah. the, the when I've used the fast pass and stuff, they have the app, the separate thing, mm-hmm. and all that. It it seemed cool, but, I, I like, I see what you're saying, why in, the like, on a larger scale it doesn't work. Yeah. But the, the pay for fast pass is just pay to win in theme park version. Well, like, that, that that's, that's like what it worst. is. I mean, but it's also, like, you know, it's a... Uh... Well, it's perhaps uh, it's perhaps maybe a socialist thought experiment, but it's like no fast pass means everybody shares a little bit of the weight. Nobody has to wait that long. Sure, that's yeah, basi- yeah. that's basically what it is. And if you it do- it makes it so that like the rides that are super popular, like uh, like the Cars Land ride, the big racers ride, if it's if you go on a busy day, they're only going to give out so many fast passes. And because yeah. if they give out more than an m- amount, it totally breaks the system. It makes it so that right. nobody else besides a fast pass holder can go on that ride. So if you really, really want to ride it, you have to get there at opening, run to the ride, and and get the fast pass before they run out. And so on busy, busy days, a lot of times they run out of fast pass for a big ride, you know, just an hour or so after the, the park opens. So I don't know. I've always been sour about the idea of fast pass. It, I've, which, you know, I'll admit my hypocrisy. I've used it plenty of times, but that's a lot of times it's because I'm not given a choice. If I want to ride a ride, I need to use it. Um, so um, anyway, we got to see just a cool kind of glimpse. Uh, but yeah, like I mentioned, uh, they announced the Genie app. So apparently there's going to be some kind of still free fast pass, but then they're also going to be um, you can pay to get in the faster pass line. And uh, not only that, like other theme parks do that. Um, but you know, I've never, I've never participated in that. Well, I've we nev- did, I've... we did do it that one time at Knotts. Remember, we got the key. Oh, thing we did it to... for Scary Farm. Yeah, for the yeah. Hollow or a Scary Park. Yeah, Which we did it. Was we did it for cool. the Halloween I mean, thing. Yeah. It was cool for that thing. I, yeah, I don't know if I'd want that for the entire like a normal day at a theme park. Right. Well, I guess that's again hip- slightly hypocritical because. Yeah, it's great for us if we pay for it. Right. We will pay for like, it. Like, I just recently, um, we just, uh, we just recently, I think, with uh, SeaWorld, um, they have a bunch of roller coasters there, they're there now, by the way. Um, and they have a paid option. You pay, I think, 25 bucks or 30 bucks, however it is, on top of your admission, and you get to go in the front of the lines all day. Right? And that's what it is. 
And a lot of parks have that. Um, uh, pr- pretty much every other park, that's how they've always done Fast Pass. So that to the point where like they'll also only sell so many of those in a day, so it doesn't completely mess up um, the yeah, the right. the capacity algorithm. Um, but what Disney is going to be doing is they're going to be um, they're going to be having surge pricing. So like they've been testing okay. this out at Disney Paris for the last year, or not the last year, how when it, the most recent time it's been open. And like there'll be days where it's like, you want to ride Space Mountain? Fifteen bucks today. <laughs> like so, like market price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like like Uber surge pricing. So um, I mean, that would be maybe kind of cool if you didn't have to pay an entry fee to the park. <laughs> well, that's how Disneyland started. It was it was you paid a very very small entry fee for those people who just wanted to walk around and enjoy the park. Which you know at the, sure. at the time there was nothing else like it. So some people just wanted to yeah. go walk around and. And um and and just enjoy the atmosphere, which I still like to do. I'll get yeah, more, more I, into I that mean, later. If it was reasonable, sure. Yeah, and then you know they with entry they give, they'd give you a ticket booth, and all the rides had um different ticket tiers, which is where the term e ticket comes from for the big rides. And if you wanted to buy more, you could buy more individually. But most people, but they would give you enough tickets to where you'd have you'd get to go on some of the bigger rides. You you'd have some for the smaller rides and some for the shows. And so if you just only use the tickets that you gave you, that was enough to occupy you for the whole day. And it would kind of force you to get all the like low, middle and high level experiences so that you get more well-rounded of a day. Now, mm-hmm. like I'm not opposed to that in theory, but it's not the same. Basically, it's turning it into a cast system. So, yeah. you know, I don't like that. Um, I've never really like and then. Yeah. So I basically. <sighs> I've I've become more more and more cynical about the Disneyland experience over the last five to ten years. So I'm gonna wait and see. I'm gonna wait to see how it affects uh, park going. But I kind of just went. You know what? If this is the last time I go for a while, like we Maeve and I, we got this opportunity to explore the parks for an entire weekend and basically just have carte blanche. Like just whatever we want to do, no limits. Um, and as far as I, I've talked a while about like the actual logistics of the park but as far as our trip goes we got to do some really cool things um we i finally got to go on rise of the resistance in star wars land um the uh the big the big big ride and i can safely say that it lives up to the hype it is the best ride disney's ever built um i was my my jaw dropped i was in awe the entire time i was like from beginning to end of that experience um you gotta really experience it to to really understand um, but, uh, you know, we, they, for that and the other red new ride we went on, you have to use like a virtual queue, which is also sucky, but eh, whatever. Um, so we, we did that. We got up at 7am, got our reservations, we rode the ride and then they gave out another reservation at window at noon for reservation rides. So we got to go check out, uh, the Marvel land for the first time over at California adventure, the Avengers campus. Um, so we got reservations for Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, uh, which is the the newest ride over there, and it's um it's basically Toy Story Mania. Um, it's a uh, it's Toy Story Mania, but it's got like much better in the presentation. Like there's a lot more storyline to it, and um the there's a lot more story to the queue and the location. It's kind of like um you know like in the movies like. Tony Stark tells uh, Aunt May, like, oh, the the internship program, right? 
Um, yeah. So it's basically set up like it's an internship program. This like this you're going to this academy for for high schoolers who are very STEM oriented and are very smart. Um, there's all kinds of Easter eggs. There was like there was a wall in the queue with like posters of like uh, this month's like um, uh, star students, and one of them was that kid Harley from Iron Man Three. Um, you know, who is, and it, like, um, and then some of them were characters from the comic books who haven't like been in the movies and they had like bios and what they were good at. So there's all kinds of interesting little, uh, cool. little details in the queue. There's all kinds of Easter eggs from other, um, from other Marvel movies and properties. It, it, it really, they nailed the, as they always do, they really nailed the theming and the storytelling, um, the ride itself was all right. Um, I wish it were a little bit longer. If you, if either of you've been on Toy Story Mania, you know it kind of goes through a bunch of screens and it's a, like a shooting gallery ride. Um, the big, the big difference with this one is that you don't have a gun. You use your arms, and um, and uh, it it is so responsive. It was it that itself is the selling point because uh, like you're there and you have you have your 3D glasses. You're looking at this 3D environment. And you're like, oh, a shipping crate over there? You want to move it out of the way? Well, flick your wrist and then pull your arms back. And it shoots a web and it's, you're just Spider- you're Spider-Man. You get to be Spider-Man. <laughs> and it, it... Are you... That, I mean, are you in a booth with... Or like a little car with other people? Yeah, that doesn't, they see... It picks up everyone independently? Yeah, like actually when we got in, uh, where our seatbelts were, there was this little bar that had little LED screens. And it showed wireframes of everybody sitting in there. So it's able to, oh, to wow. detect oh, everybody's arms and faces... Um, so yeah, so you can, there's like levers and buttons like in the, the, in the ride. So like, oh, if there's a lever, you can shoot a web at it with your wrist and then pull it and the lever will open like a door that'll make stuff happen in the game. Um, the, the plot of the ride basically is that like Peter Parker invented these spider bots and he accidentally sets it to self-replicating mode and, um, they get loose in the facility. So you're you're having to go through and you're having to like defeat all the spider bots before they wreak too much havoc. And it goes from like different Marvel locations. So it goes to like a Pym laboratory, it goes to like a Guardians of the Galaxy type place. I don't know exactly where it was. The ride went by too fast and I only rode it once. But um but yeah, it goes to all these different locations. Um so yeah, as it, as shooter rides go, it's 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 a lot of fun. I wish it were I wish there were more to it than just being a shooter ride. Um, especially because we had to do the, the reservation for it. Um, but that was a great time. Um, also just the Marvel land, it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun just to be in, you know, speaking of just going to theme parks and enjoying the atmosphere. Um, we bought shawarma. We got the, I got the, I got the chicken shawarma from the shawarma cart and Maeve got the, um, the falafel, uh, wrap and they were both very good. And, the shawarma cart is designed to look like a... It's funny because it's like, that's Disney magic is the detail. Well, it's designed to look like a dingy, gross New York shawarma cart. <laughs> <laughs> and like, in the cart, you know, like, you'll go to New York and they have like, they'll sell newspapers and everything. Like, there's yeah. like a glass display that has like newspapers with like headlines from stuff that happened in the movies, mm-hmm. you know. Cool. And um, and then like, just walking around, they don't... And and Sean, you'll be pleasant. You'll you'll probably enjoy hearing this. They don't do like <laughs> meet and greets. Yes, um, good. That's also should be about just like fast passes should be abolished. <laughs> Actually, having they weren't doing any meet and greet and eat meet and greets anywhere in the parks because of COVID regulations. And actually, I agree with you because basically yes. the characters would just show up at random. Um, 
and like in environments where you'd expect to see him like um you know the you know the area by grizzly rapids where there's like a, a wilderness play area for the kids yeah and there's yeah, like yeah. areas that are off limits to guests that are just like forests and just like greenery like yeah. you'll, you might walk by and see chip and dale just like running around in the trees <laughs> like, or whatever, oh. but um, yes, but yeah, the inventors camp way better than scheduled meet and greets. Right. Um, w- w- uh, in Avengers Campus, they have this Avengers headquarters building that is gonna eventually be the entrance to another e-ticket ride that they are saving for later mm-hmm. to build. Um, but it's on there. There's this like second story deck, and if you just happen to be walking by at the right time. Like, like we were walking by and a little stunt show started, just a really quick five minute stunt show um, where like Taskmaster showed up and then um, and a bunch of bad guys. And they're like, haha, we're here. We're going to take over the Avengers campus. And then Black Widow shows up and Black Panther show up and they get into a fight. And like even one of the minion, the the henchman dudes was like on a cable. So when Black Widow kicked him, he like went flying. And then, like, so there's this choreographed fight scene, and at the end, Taskmaster's like, I'll get you next time, and, like, throws a smoke bomb and disappears. And the whole thing is no longer than five minutes. And it's like, if you're not there at the right time, you'll miss it. But if you happen to be walking by, you know, like, yeah, there's this little thing. It's not like a scheduled thing. No. See, this, it's just, it's whatever, it's just going on. Yeah, and there's an area that's like a, it's like a, the ruins of an undiscovered Doctor Strange sanctum. And, you know, just normally you can just walk through and there's all these little things to look at. And there's this, like, orb thing that has mirrors. and um, But then there's a door and every once in a while the door will open and Doctor Strange will come out. And the door's got, like, a um, an LED wall behind it. So when he walks out the door, it looks like he's coming through a portal. And um, I didn't get to actually see the whole experience. We were kind of walking through on the way to something else while it was happening. But basically he'll come out and if you happen to be around that area... He'll just people will gather around and he'll do magic tricks, <laughs> like it's it's just a guy <laughs> doing street magic, dressed as Doctor Strange. That was cool. Um, there was another time where uh, like Loki was walking by, and um, the cast members who were escorting him were very like forcefully like, "There's a god coming through! Get out of our way!" And like he's very into character. All the women around immediately start fawning over him. Like the, you can tell, all the performers are having a fantastic time. Um, you, you know, and it's. It's also cool, like, uh, you know, as far as, like, the merch goes, they sell this little, um, this little baby Groot that under its butt has a, a safety pin, so people will pin them to their, um, their shoulder or on top of their baseball caps, so it's, you know, it's, it's wild, you know, being in Cars Land or in Fantasyland and people are just walking around with baby Groots on their shoulders or, you know, they'll... S- are you talking about just anyone or cast members? Because no, I no. have one of those baby Groots. No, uh, they sell them. They, they, anybody has them. They'll sell them. Yeah, I, I have one. I have I've Sean got me a Ratatouille. Oh, yeah. Or a... Um, but it, it's, a, it's a magnet. It's not... It's a magnet, oh. actually. It's pretty cool. It's it's So it's not like... It's real easy to do. And any every time I go to Disneyland, I wear it. Not that I go oh. to Disneyland that often. But, and, I, and people always are like... That's so cool. Where do you get it? It's like, I've had a, uh, uh, there's still like, people still are like, well, it's the coolest thing. Yeah. I don't know if they sell them more at, at the time. They were only selling them in like one gift shop. I think they're now more popular. Well, yeah, they're, you know, yeah, they have a whole area of the park that's Marvel yeah. dedicated. And then like, yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. you know, all the food places in the area sell infinity gauntlets that have like a built-in drink in them. So it's just, it's wild to see <laughs> like, a, a, like a little girl walk by in an Elsa dress, like wearing an infinity gauntlet. Like, you know, <laughs> like awesome. just, yeah, and maybe has like, 
Star Wars themed Mickey ears. Like it's just I don't know. It's yeah. kind of fun. Um, we didn't get to do the Ant Man eatery. It was too busy. We weren't able to go in there. Um, but speaking of, but at very ed- at the end of our second day, we were um, we were in Star Wars Lands riding the Millennium Falcon. Which by the way, Maeve and I got our own cockpit. Um, oh, were who were you the pilot? Yeah, we, the... we piloted because there's nobody else in there. I've only ridden it once, and I was the pilot. But that just seems like the coolest. Oh yeah, because the first time we went For on sure. it uh, over a year ago, I piloted with my dad, but she was gunner. Um, so I was like, oh, you got a pilot, and we were like, can we be pilot? And they're like. Dude, it's dead. You can have your own cockpit. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> it doesn't awesome. matter. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so we did that. But on the way out, I was like, you know what? I heard from Sean. I was like, sometimes there's cancellations at Oka's Cantina. Yeah. So we oh, we yeah. walked by and we're like, hey, um, do you have any cancellations? And they're like, oh, for the birthday girl, absolutely, come on in. Like, because she had it was her oh, birthday. Wow, that's so cool. She had a birthday oh, button, and they're awesome. like, yeah, we got two empty seats right there. Do you want them? And like, yep. They're like, okay, cool. Welcome. <laughs> so we That's went so cool. in. Yeah. So um, we got to do the cantina also with no reservation. We were just accepted that we were going to have to wait to do that sometime in the future. But we got space drinks. Uh, Ma- yeah, that's so cool if you get lucky. Yeah, I mean, that, we yeah, got, that's what happened to us. We just got lucky and it worked We out got perfect. lucky. Maeve got the drink that makes your uh, face numb. Yeah, the fuzzy tauntaun. Yeah. That's the best. She, she <laughs> scooped a little of the fuzz onto my drink so that I could experience it. And boy, it made my lips numb. <laughs> it was a very sh- <laughs> that's what you want in a drink right numbness yeah uh it's like that same stuff that they put in i think in like certain like a uh, asian japanese foods right. i think it's called like shejuan yeah, or something like yep. that it, it's it's yeah I, it's, I don't know, it's interesting because it you know the character the cast members have to stay in character they're like oh by the way that drink yes. has poison in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> right all right cool give us the one with the poison speaking of one last note um when we were after we rode Rise of the Resistance, uh, we were, I, I was waiting around, and uh, I heard a, a, a dad. He looked like a, a Marine dad. He was arguing with a, a cast member in the marketplace about why he couldn't find any Mandalorian merchandise, and um, which I guess is a thing. Like I, I heard a lot of people expressing they were upset that they couldn't find Mandalorian merchandise. The reason why merchandise the heck out of they that? have it in the, the the Star Wars shop in Tomorrowland. And they have it outside of Star Wars landing carts, but they're so into the whole immersion thing, like you're actually on this planet Batu, um, that they won't sell anything that doesn't make sense in universe. So uh, you can't buy Baby Yoda stuff in Star Wars land. You can't buy Mandalorian things. And and it was just hilarious trying to see this cast member stumble through explaining why they don't sell that, but stay in character. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, we also watched the fireworks from Star Wars Land, which is great. Um, because they launch it right behind the Millennium Falcon ride, so it's like real close and very loud. Um, but anyway, so we had a great Disneyland trip. Um, and uh, you know, if if Disneyland from here on out gets ruined by, you know, pay to play fast passes and their new fast their new pass holder program, that was a good. We'll say that's a good last Disneyland. Hurrah. Yeah, it was yeah. a good last hurrah. Before we have to deal with whatever the park ends up turning into, so, um, but yeah, fun time all around. I know that I took a lot of the, uh, I, I I threw a lot of chunks into the fire this week, so I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and pass it on now. Oh, that's fair. I mean, you were the happiest place on earth, I guess. To, you know, warrants. Yeah, it, it is kind of like m- one of my niche interests. You know, I need to. I got. A, I got. I had a lot of chunks to unload. 
Well, they've been unloaded. Uh, Sean, what chunks do you have to load onto the chunk um, van? I uh, I saw Reminiscence. (laughs) I was like, compared to Disneyland. You tell me. (laughs) Um, Not. It doesn't. It doesn't compare. Um, It wasn't very good. I can't really recommend it. Eh. It's on HBO Max, though, so it's free. So if you just are like, want to put something on the background... It, it's not awful. It's kind of like an... I, I like the kind of noir style it's going for and some of the cool world setup, but ultimately it kind of amounts to not much. And... But, you know, it's like, a, oh, a, you know, there's seedy business going on. What's going on? That... <laughs> well, it, 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 it's a pretty apt description, right? I mean, to me, it was, of, of noir. was selling itself as like a, like a mind bender. It's not a mind mender. Well, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you pretty yeah. I mean, you, you get it the first five minutes, and then it's just like, okay, cool, I got it. And then it's just a pretty basic story. Oh. And I think it thinks there's lots of twists, but there's not. Um, anyways, that's reminiscence, Hugh Jackman. Um, but um, I actually do have something more interesting than just reminiscence. Um, so. Uh, <clears throat> A couple weeks ago, uh, a, a contact of mine, someone who I may be working with on a big uh, project coming up, a big film project in the next couple months, um, I cont- he contacted me, and I, don't, I have never met him before, so he's like, hey, um, we should meet up and get, you know, get to know each other before this, and I'm like, yeah, sure, he's like, hey, actually, I'm going to be working on this show in a couple weeks, do you want to come by for a couple days and, and work on the set for me? And I said, oh, yeah, sure, so I worked on this Netflix show um a couple days ago well last week anyway for a couple days i wasn't there for the whole shoot it was like a three-week shoot i was only there for a couple days but um it's this netflix show it's obviously not aired yet uh it's called land of make-believe i think it's going to be a six-part series but it's like this documentary series where they do live reenactments of stuff and we were filming all the live reenactments supposedly Hmm. that's going in this documentary series i don't know all the stories and everything because it's kind of weird because it was a docuseries it's not really a script which was kind of strange um but it's about like modern crime and stuff in the age of technology or something it's kind of weird it's it's funny working on this thing and not actually even knowing fully what it was but so you guys know what swatting is right Mm -hmm. like the wonderful prank that is now a thing that happens in our real world. Um, yeah, it's awful. Anyways, one of the stories was about a swatting incident and maybe the, one of the more higher profile swatting incidents where that resulted in, you know, someone's death. And so basically we were filming a live reenactment of that and stuff. So actually it was pretty cool because we, it was, it was a gigantic production. It's the biggest production I've ever been on. It's a Netflix thing. It makes sense. So the crew was like, an army of people, but they had like all these stunt drivers. Um, there was a scene where like this guy steps out on a port or we're filming on this college campus, which, um, so it was really, you know, empty and stuff, but they also had like these houses, like this little mini neighborhood that doubles as like a film set for suburbia and stuff. Mm. So it was just like all these empty houses anyway. So there's like, all the, the, you know, guy walks on a porch and squibs go off and we're filming this guy with squibs. And then the next night there was all these stunt drivers. So all these cop cars pulling up and screeching in front of a house. And then all these background extras jumping out of a SWAT van and, and, you know, with the, you know, fake you know, assault rifles coming up and, um, 
and there was a whole driving sequence where they had a crane on a car driving up and down this road and stuff oh. while the police sirens were, you know, going off. And um, I was just a, a basically a set PA. Like I said, the main guy, the AD, was my contact. And I was just there to kind of get to know him and for the experience and, like, you know, say we both seem to are cool and stuff. Um, so I wasn't doing anything super exciting. But I was there, you know, blocking off stuff and just doing what needed to be, you know, anything that needed to be done. I was just helping in there to do it all and stuff. So it was really cool. Um, they were all overnight shoots, though. And I was working my day job at the same time. So I would get off from my day job a little early and then go to set. And then night shoots, you know, they we had a call at like 4 p.m. And we wrapped at 6 o'clock a.m. the next day. And then I went to work at 10 a.m. at my day job the next day. So, like, after those three days, I was just so dead. I could not tell any. Uh, it was like a dream state, a huge state. Anyways, but the most exciting part of all of this was that uh, one night, like, at 1230 at night, the prop master, I don't know, he, he got a hernia or something. I don't know. And so the guy, uh you know, the first AD, he's like, Sean, I have a mission for you. I need you to take this guy to the hospital. Oh, no. Oh, my God. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever you need. And so at like 1.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, I drove this prop master to the hospital to have hernia. And uh, it was kind of funny because he's like this older veteran, you know, guy who's been in the industry for years. And he was just, he's kind of a chill guy, but obviously I just met him so and stuff. And I was just like asking him what he'd been on. Anyways, I went to go look up his IMDb after the fact. And it's kind of funny. He like he's been in a ton of stuff. Nothing amazingly huge, but he, or not in a ton of stuff. He was the prop master, and he's been a producer on other things too. But a prop master for like Taken and for uh, I don't know, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's on that new show on Netflix, Brand New Cherry Flavor. Um, I know I haven't seen it, but yeah. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know, just like if you look up his IMDs, just in a ton, a lot of B stuff, a lot of stuff you never heard of, but a lot of stuff that you know you have heard of and. Um, you know, TV shows and stuff. Uh, so it was just kind of cool, like, <laughs> driving this guy um, to the hospital. And then I get there, drop him off, hang out, make sure he's all right, and they check him in. And I get back to set, and then I'm helping out. And then I get a text from him. He's like, oh, man, can you do me a favor? I forgot my cell phone charge. Oh, my <laughs> so God. I did ju- I, I, which it's not that exciting, but I just think it's funny. The prop master, of all people, forgot his cell phone charger. It's not that ironic but he it's a he should be in charge of his own props he he lost track of his own prop anyways um but uh yeah that's that's all i got it just uh it was a fun crazy experience i mean fun but also really 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 tiring and and yeah it was just it was just crazy seeing like a a lot of the stuff i've worked on all the stuff i've worked on has been very indie Mm. and just like we all know each other and we're just friends and we're just trying like what what do we got to do to get this done and everyone's doing and then i go to like this netflix production and it's like it's a crew of 60 which was doubled the crew i've ever worked on before and there's like they have drivers with shuttle vans everywhere they have like 30 gaffers and grips and they have like it's so big that not everyone knows each other which is just like strange like man that like that would be hard for me to like you know maybe if i'd been there from the beginning and some of the big players they do know everyone or hopefully but it's just like he would be like hey sean can you go tell the grips that they need to move this stuff here or hey can you get art department for me or hey go someone get costume get a costume we need the the." it's like i don't know who any of these people are (laughs) 
yelling like, "Hey, are you guys art? Art? Yeah, they need you on set. Art? Hey, it's just like having to figure this out and stuff." And and then we were like, you know, locking stuff down, meaning locking the set down, so that you know, while we're doing the driving stunts or any of the stunts, making sure that people aren't wandering or don't, you know, right? Because it's really dangerous. So I was on one end of the road, making sure there's no traffic coming in and stuff as they were, you know, speeding up and down this avenue, filming this stuff. So. Wow. Uh, it was just just kind of cool stuff, just kind of a cool thing. Well, so. it it also continues the saga of Sean engaging emergency services in LA to save people's lives. <laughs> oh right, yeah. yes, exactly. It also continues so, the saga of Sean constantly getting offered jobs in LA for Hollywood style movie <laughs> right. making. Can a person saying. walk down the street without being offered a job? <laughs> I know, jeez. So Jeez, people. Everybody trying to get into the industry, and Sean's like, ah, god dang it, more work? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, away from I guess. Um, so, so the, the, so how, how, again, how many days were you working on this? I worked on it three days, so it was the end of last week. So was it, um, um, so was it just one reenactment that you worked on, or were there? No, like I said, it was kind of hard to tell, because, because I wasn't there from the beginning. They had been filming for, like, four days before mm. I, um, got there, and they were gonna film, they're going to be filming this next week as well. Um, but, uh, they, they were, I think I was there and we filmed probably stuff from at least three episodes. Okay. I think at, at least two, I know. And I, it's sometimes it's kind of hard to tell because like I said, there's no script and there is normally like on the call sheet, it says a little bit of details about the script and like what story something is and stuff. And, and, and it was pretty vague in the call sheet, so I couldn't really gather too much, but I, I was piecing it together a little bit, mm. obviously based on some of the actors that were in the same scenes and, and the events that were going on and stuff. Um, wow. And none of the act because it was like a reenactment, you know, most none of the actors were recognizable or anything, right. at least not that I recognized or whatever. And it was, again, it was just like 30 backgrounds who were all like guys in SWAT gear and police uniforms and, and stuff. So, Well, I, of course, ask because I, I want to watch everything that you work on. So but. yeah, and like a, and and someone and as I don't even know when it where I imagine I think it's supposed to be early next year mm-hmm. from what I remember they told me about it and it's a yeah six episode docu series on Netflix called Land of Make Believe. Great. So, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, if you worked on at least half of it, then yeah, probably I'll just yeah. you know check the whole thing out. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it's good, but it sounds like yeah, you have I no mean, idea. I don't know if it's going to be good or anything <laughs> yeah. or not, but it, yeah, at least if I, when I watch it, I go, oh yeah, that was, yeah, I was, that, I made it so that, you'll, that prop was there. You'll probably know what it is that you did once you see it, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that's fun. Cool. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's all I got. Um, so Ryan... What uh, chunking stories are left that you have to offer? Well, my primary chunk is brand new cherry flavor. Actually, I watched that on Netflix. Oh. and well, the prop mat. I know the prop master. Yeah, I, and I was, I was. <laughs> he has hernia now, apparently. <laughs> well, uh-huh. well. Speaking of the props, it, that that is one of the more remarkable things of that show. Huh. Um, yeah. And if you guys haven't seen the show, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if any of the listeners know what I'm talking about, boy, oh boy, the props in that show, I. Uh, I wish I could tell you <laughs> oh, what, wow. what I mean. I by wish that. I had seen it so I could talk to. I could have talked. Uh, right. to and he, he knew what you were ta- you were getting into before. <laughs> oh man, just yeah, because it's it's a pretty out there show. Um, I will say that probably my favorite thing of the show is the title. I love every time it shows the title card of brand new cherry flavor. It's like man, whoever thought of that title is a freaking genius. They should get all the money in the world. It's a great title for a show or anything. Um, 
I'm going to name my first child brand new cherry flavor. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty out there show. It's, it's sort of a thing. Well, I'll say it, it probably went on, it goes on too long. I think I, I think six episodes would have been best, but it's, it's like a show where you're like, well, just to kind of fill you in, it's just, it's about a girl. It's, it's uh, Rosa Salazar and she's trying to break into Hollywood in the nineties. And so that kind of, you can kind of just imagine what that might look like. Um, and it, uh, it also has Catherine Kinnear. I think those are the only people I knew in the show. Um, but it, it, it gets pretty zany, pretty out there, pretty wacky. It's, it's pretty, it's super R rated. Um, and it, it sort of takes the form of, okay, I get the, when it starts getting crazy, you're kind of like, okay, I get the metaphor or, okay, they're doing this big old allegory thing. But then it comes to the point where like, oops, every, you know, all metaphor, like, uh, oh. kind of went too far with everything. And, and then until it doesn't, and you're like, wait a minute. So everything's like literal. Like, so it's a very fascinating show. I can't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> well, true to true to form then. Just to anyway. Uh, but I, but I, no, I mean, I, I actually did like it, um, and but yeah, it's it's hard to recommend a show like this hmm. to anyone. Um, but if you do see it, I want to hear what oh, you guys think. I, I mean, you've, um, in, you've intrigued yeah, me, same, so, so I, I kind of know. I, I had heard about it before, but I had no idea what it was. I had not no idea what it was. I, so now I'm definitely more interested in watching it than I was. Before. Yeah, like it's just one of those things where it comes up on my you know, just the Netflix new shows yeah, or feed yeah. or whatever. I'm like, Oh, brand new cherry flavor. Huh? I, uh, you, you had me at brand new cherry flavor. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, in similar fashion, I also watched this movie jolt on Amazon that it told me to watch. And so I did. And this, it was not good, but it has, um, Kate Beckinsale and she's not aged a day in 40 years. Um, so, that's... She's also a vampire, apparently. Oh yeah, as portrayed. Yeah, keep a keep a list of our vampire celebrities. Yeah. Um. So I don't necessarily recommend that either. But um, I also rewatched Willow. They had a version of it on Amazon oh, that had yeah. like two hours of bonus features, which is something I've wondered about and written emails about. Why aren't special features more of a thing on streaming services? Yeah. My suspicion is to yeah. get people to still buy Blu-rays and DVDs, mm-hmm. um, which is valid. I get. I feel like that's bonus sale. At this well, that's point. the thing. And that's that, what like, I think too. But we. Uh, I mean, I. I like. That's the reason now that I want. If I'll. I. I've, I buy very few movies hard copy anymore. Um, in fact, I've. I've sold most of my my DVD Blu-ray library over the last few years just kept the ones that I really want to have the special features for. But at this point, it's like, I don't even think we have a disc player set up in it. No, we don't. I'm looking over there. We don't even have a Blu-ray player currently set up. So I, I kind of feel like, you know, and, and you go to Walmart, there's like one aisle of, of Blu-rays. Like yeah, kind of, right. I think, I think it's on his last legs. So, yeah. And oh, so yeah. I'm just, I'm just surprised, still surprised then that, streaming services haven't jumped on that and the way they amazon handled it at least for willow is that they just the movie ends and then it keeps going for another two hours of like here's deleted scenes and it's ron howard talking about deleted scenes oh like and on vhs or <laughs> it just keeps going yeah it, it just it feels so like wait this is all digital and you have a menu selection thing yeah <laughs> why haven't you built what is going on here like remember, it's really kind of sloppy in my opinion i remember the the transition from vhs to dvd 
um, there were DVDs coming out with special features, which was a brand new thing. And I had X-Men, the first X-Men movie, on VHS. And I didn't know for years that if I just sit through the credits, there was animatics and deleted scenes. And I discovered that one day because I was like, I had it on in the background. I went, what? There's more X-Men? Oh my god, what? I didn't even think about the concept that movies could have more of it. Like, that was that was the first time I even realized. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a, a bonus hidden track at the end of an album. Exactly. You just have to let it keep playing. And you have to let the silence play. Yeah, you have to let the 10 minutes of silence play. Um, right. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Is there incentive? That That's what I'm wondering. Like, Maybe no one cares anymore. Because that was a big... I don't know. I thought it was a pretty big selling point when mm-hmm. DVDs were first invented. Is like, yeah, we have I so much. Listen, you know, I listen to a ton of commentaries. Audio commentaries. And stuff. Yes, especially the. I mean, that's another thing that seems so. I guess actually, I think some streaming do because it's almost like a language option. I think I've seen. Oh, that sounds familiar. Uh, I don't. I can't come up with any specific on my head, but I feel like some of the stuff I have movies or something I've streamed where if you go to the language options, it will have a commentary track you play. But it's not very advertised. Like it's right. It's something it, you have to kind of dig for. It, it, it right, which seems very bizarre to me that you wouldn't put that. Uh, you know, when you're looking, yeah. just visualize the Netflix. Um, UI where you know you have the image on the right yeah. and then the kind of little short description on top and then you have a couple little selections like rate it and watch it why is it, like there should yeah. be one of those things should be special features and then a sub menu like it just yeah. I, don't, I don't know it, yeah. it's very bizarre uh, Netflix hire me I will make this happen for you um, it yeah or Amazon I'll take Amazon too but um, anyway that's that was, those are the chunks that I wanted to share with you all now that the chunks, then they yeah, there's some that was a that was a solid grip of chunks. Boy, oh boy. Um, is the fire raging? I hope the I hope the movie discussion is worth the fire that we built. Yo, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, I am very curious to find out myself. Um, so, but before we get into our discussion, let's uh, let's get let's do a little summary. Let's see what happened in this here movie. So, spoilers regarding Free Guy from here on out. Play the music. Hey mom, can I go to the movies? Jimmy, don't go to the movies right now. But I'm gonna go see the movies. But there's gonna be spoilers. Oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna tell you about the spoilers. That's the spoilers. Which one are we? Well, we we've recorded at least two by now, so we'll just put one of those in there. Yeah, we got. I think we have. I think we have like four or five. Yeah, one of them. Okay. I'll play all of them on top of Good. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> In true Yum Chunk style. Maybe it'll line up perfectly. Who knows? Uh, it's not yeah. going to line up. But, uh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Free Guy. Uh, what what do we got here? What do we what happened in Free Guy? So, Free Guy is about a guy named Guy. He is a just a happy guy. He is Will Ferrell from Elf. Yep. And Emmett from Lego Movie. He's that person, but he's in this movie called Free Guy. Um, he goes about his day, uh, very friendly, loves all his neighbors and people he interacts with. Um, the world's kind of crazy, though. There's just a lot of weird people with sunglasses that are cool and then get to do cool things. But you just ignore those guys. He just goes about his day. They rob the bank. It's fine. You just go about your day. Until one day... Um, he gets a pair of sunglasses that he's not supposed to wear, but he puts them on 
and he sees all of this crazy stuff around the world, like floating orbs and 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 text and words and and pictures of things floating everywhere and it opens up a whole new world and he's like whoa what's going on here and he also recognizes this this girl that he has uh got a fancy for that's been a sunglasses person who's been walking down his daily routine and he's like hey i like you you know we should do stuff and and she's like whoa you're a weird you're a weird guy you're a weird person what's your name he's like my name's guy and he's like ah, ha, 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 ha. uh anyways so <clears throat> you find out that this all is a video game that free guy or guy is just an npc in a video game of uh, this mmo rpg style grand theft auto ish uh, second life fortnite thing um it's a video game all video games are video games don't don't mm-hmm. just it's a video game um and uh it's run by this very uh you know uh money you know grubby ceo who just wants to capitalize on everything um and he's hired or he's he's taken code from these two programmers one of which he works for him now and another of which is trying to fight him and find out about the stolen code and find the stolen code somewhere in the game that he's hidden in. So these two programmers realize that the, the CEO has stolen their code and is hidden in this game somewhere. So um, they are trying to find this the, their hidden code and she recruits Guy, the NPC, to help them find this code. And he levels up by doing all these nice things. He's not just killing people and robbing banks. He's doing, he's making it a world a better place. Um, and that's how he levels up. Um, and so they find the hidden code. It's, it's hidden in a really far place across the uh, map that they can't get to. And Guy, um, falls in love with the, the girl programmer who, who's fighting the CEO. But she tells him that you're not real, guy. You're just a you're just a game. You're inside a game. You're an NPC. You're not real. And he's like, what? And sad music plays and stuff. And then he realizes that it doesn't matter if he's not real. He's still himself. So they decide to fight anyway, and they fight the CEO to get to the hidden code island, which is across the barrier of the game. So all of the NPCs in the game team up. And they team up with the programmers, and they fight, and they cross a bridge, and they get to the the hidden island, secret island, where the code is. And all of the NPCs get to live their wonderful free life on this island, where no one um, interferes with their lives. There's no humans dictating what they can do, or making their lives suck because they're causing mayhem um and the ceo who stole the code he his game bombs because it's derivative and boring and the two programmers that program the game created ai and they start their own company and fall and they actually are the ones who really fall in love because the the guy programmer based guy off of himself so all of the feelings that she had toward guy were really towards the guy from Stranger Things. <laughs> and, I don't think, and yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, and video games. It's pretty. Yeah. Squares. That's pretty accurate. 
yeah, what do we what do we think about the movie? How do we feel about this thing? Are we real? Does does it matter for real? Yeah, nothing matters. That's that <laughs> is established that. As, as, but <laughs> but times. the one thing that does matter is this podcast, and we need to get some exactly. answers from from us. The viewers demand it. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, okay, so uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I liked this. I enjoyed this movie more than more than even like Space Jam or Jungle Cruise of late. I definitely had to actively fight so many of my instincts, but the movie I think built up enough credibility with some charm and just general likability and humor and funness that I was more okay with turning off those deeper cynical darker parts of my brain um not to say that it was completely silent especially from obviously someone who works right. in the yep. game industry <laughs> um and how accurate uh-huh. this movie uh-huh. was um so yeah well i know we will get into all that stuff but generally speaking i liked it i i thought it was i ryan reynolds is i don't know he's just always likable he's very rarely someone you just don't like watching in a movie um and enough it was enough fun wacky stuff going on that i liked it it was yeah the video game stuff was i I won't say it was all bad at all there was some stuff that was like ah okay yeah there was a lot of stuff that i was like ah man we talked about this i think was it last episode or two episodes ago about our reactions to free guy and yeah. how mm, you're right and yeah there so was a we lot made some predictions yeah. let's let's insert our opinions of free guy two weeks ago in here right now and we'll compare <laughs> go for it sean do it okay play the clip <laughs> all right i'm doing it right now beep boop bop boop bop i think that there's gonna be i think ultimately it will be um just kind of a fun time but i think there's going to be a lot of uh cringy video game humor written by people who don't play video games that's gonna be my that's my prediction are you describing the movie pixels yeah i think i think it's going to have a dash of 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 pixelitis in there i don't but i don't think i don't think i know i I think it'll be if i'm being optimistic i think it'll be bearable but i think there will be a lot of good but every once in a while just a cringe in there you know um, I, I'm feeling more cringe than than I am. Okay. Not so I, I think a, the question is, where on the cringe scale is this movie gonna land for us individually? I think that's what we're that's what we're anticipating. Between Pixel and Mario Brothers, the movie. Wow, those I mean, were some, what, those it was were some two, it was Jungle Cruise episode, right? Yeah. It was Jungle yes. Cruise, right? Well, I think we compared it to Pixels. Okay. We said, is this gonna be like a Pixels? And I th- sure. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, well, it it it. it it made that it crossed that hurdle. It leap. It it overcame that. Cleared yeah, that hurdle. It cleared that hurdle. It's difficult. Yeah, at least it's my difficult opinion. to compare because I don't remember what I said. Um, so I guess I'll be pleasantly surprised when I listen. <laughs> but to I just it. played it. How did you not remember? I just played yeah. it right now. I was man. eating a hot dog. <laughs> you can't <laughs> hear. Cumbers you're hearing. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Anyway. Uh, anyways, all right. What do you guys? What's your free guy thought? Uh. Matt, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, well, yeah, Sean, you covered it a lot. I think um, I think this entire episode is going to be just a giant segment of questions we probably shouldn't be asking. 
Um, but I agree with you. I think I think the movie has enough to like to where yeah, I you know it's I can it it, it was it 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 asks a lot of suspension of the disbelief for the audience, especially like you said, if you're into gaming, which like or have ever th- played a game, right? Because this is you know primarily it's going to be for people who like video games. Like I, I was struggling to think mm. about whether I would recommend it to somebody who, like, who doesn't play, who doesn't like, isn't into games. Um, and well, something... okay, well, so I have, I have a lot. I have a lot of stuff to say about that. We'll come back. We'll come back to that. We'll Sorry, back we shouldn't interrupt. That. But yeah. um, in general, I had a great time. And as you were mentioning, some of the more recent offerings that we've reviewed, um, I think this is probably the first one in a while that I'd, I like. Oh, yeah, I'd go back and watch this again. That was a that was a fun mm-hmm. enough time where I yeah I would say I. I'd go see this. Like I'd revisit this. Um, but yeah, it there it it was yeah a cringy in a moments or here and there. There were some plot things where I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. I'm not gonna think about that. Um, I did find Ryan Reynolds pretty grating at the very beginning, but once they yep. started um, mm. introducing other characters and the story kind of expanded, I went, okay, yeah, I get it. This is his place. He's actually playing his character very well as written. Um, it's just you know that <laughs> that's his character he's supposed yeah, to be so, that kind of like character. yeah general i would give this a recommend i mean i i, I enjoyed this movie <clears throat> yeah yeah i agree with both of you guys um i did i did enjoy this game or this 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 game uh this movie um i had a good time it uh i think were the last movies we reviewed we criticized them for kind of missing on the charm aspect i think this one manages yeah. to hit it and sean you mentioned this is like he's buddy from elf that's that was my first thing exact i have that yep. same note so it's like he's like buddy from elf in the uh stranger than fiction setting. yeah setting. yeah exactly um <laughs> or even truman show or something i was just but gonna yeah, say yeah, i got yeah, big yeah. time truman show yeah. vibes many times in sure this. yeah yeah for sure for sure <clears throat> i mean there is a compilation of that and ready player one and blah 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 blah. um but mm-hmm. i think it worked uh overall like yeah there's gonna be a lot of things we're gonna dissect this thing and for the most part i was i had to just keep telling myself yeah ignore that and i think that mostly worked um although so to matt your point regarding ryan reynolds um the first i don't know 10 minutes of the movie i was like wait a minute it has the ryan reynolds like bubble popped I like am that i too. over ryan reynolds yeah, like, I th- is is his day in the sun just like instantly gone like he's because it, it's he has a certain style. He has a certain right. You he's in a movie. Yeah. You get what you're gonna get. But yeah, th- that gradingness you spoke of it it wore off actually. Um, I don't know. Did I don't know if he just pushed through it. Like this, his humor and charm and style just pushed through whatever it was that like was originally grading. Or there's enough other characters to like um, dilute I- it. I'm I not sure what it I, was, but it, I, it ended up being not a problem at the end. I kind of think maybe he overdid it at the beginning so that it gave contrast to everyone. Everyone else showed up, maybe. Perhaps, yeah. But yeah, whatever that 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 however that equation worked out, it it did work out, and I would watch the movie again. So, um, yeah, I overall liked it. Um, but man, I have a lot to talk about in terms of. Matt, you're saying who this movie is actually for, yeah. what the messages in the movie were, and maybe some Easter eggs. I don't know. I have lots to talk about in the movie, um, uh, but I don't know where to start. There's just so. Should we just get well? 
Yeah, I, maybe start like, yeah, where, where, who is this movie for? And I, so, Matt, you were saying that it's for gamers. Maybe. I disagree. And I, 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 I'm not sure, yeah. I, I don't know if I agree or disagree, but, and th- let me just say this. So, my first thought was, and I don't quite fully, I don't fully agree with this, but my first comparison, I should say, is, was Big Bang Theory. Hmm. Um, now, it's not that I don't like Big Bang Theory. I don't think any of us do. Um, it, But in the way that Big Bang Theory is a show, quote-unquote, about nerds. <laughs> is that quote-unquote show? But not for nerds. <laughs> it's a quote-unquote yeah, show. It's quote I'd agree with show. that statement. <laughs> um, it's a show about nerds, but not for nerds, right? It's uh, There's a, um, a mutual acquaintance of mine. You guys don't know him, but he he coined the term a nerd minstrel show. That's what Big Bang Theory is. Um, <laughs> hopefully, that's not too offensive, but you get the point, yeah. right? You understand you mean, like, what it is. Like it's or... no, 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 no. Like it, you, you are mocking nerds. You're not oh. right, right? Like you know what a minstrel show is? Like from the old like turn of the century where it's they people wear black people are in nerd and face. Stuff and, Exactly. Oh, that's I what, what Big saying. Bang Theory is, is they put on nerd face and then do performative, like, oh, look at those nerds. They're laughing at them. They're look not these laughing clowns. with them. Right? Look at these dumb clowns. And they made a Star Trek reference, and that is the joke. Just that. That's the joke. Get it? Star Trek. Ha ha ha! So that, so Sounds like Ryan gets my it. first reaction is like, is that what this is for video games? And my answer is no. But I do think there is an element of that. It's not as offensive. Obviously, we all liked it. So I, and, and, and as we all don't like Big Bang Theory, there's a clear difference. But I do think there is some, there's some shared DNA. Yeah. Between the I two. I can't disagree with that. And that's all I got. Someone else. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> well, I can elaborate <laughs> on that a little bit. I, I think it, yeah, it, it is. I don't know what the difference. Well, I guess we can. I do kind of know what the difference is, but, um, but you're right. The shared DNA is hard to understand like why one we hated or one we we don't appreciate and one maybe we do, but I will say that. So if you take that core shared elemental DNA that you refer to, I would say that that is maybe the referential material. And let's just say we hate that part. Let's just say to the core of our beings, we hate that, but you've surrounded that with a story with characters with mm-hmm. with a show with a movie those elements of being big theory are failures in my opinion but <laughs> yeah. but successes in this movie so I so yeah. independent in other words independent of that potentially derivative minstreling i think one is yeah. of, of of superior quality as a piece of art yeah, the foundational parts of it being a film are better. Is which they, those things are good enough that they are allow us to look past what, like you were saying, the extreme case. Right. If we were to hate all the reference stuff, it allows us to look yeah. past that. So, yeah, I, I think there's a, some some truth. To that. And interestingly um, enough, like it, that that core element is kind of the it's not the MacGuffin, but it's sort of like the dry like this the driving underlying premise well yes the underlying premise behind the movie whereas big bang theory i i mean it th- that's what it thinks it is or that's what it advertises it yeah is. it isn't but it 
it advertises that it is. So, I mean, there's a distinction there. But yeah, at the very because you're right. At the very core, it is about video a video right. game. Whether it's accurate to real video games, there's not real. That's not important, right? Really, um, it's still about video games and and finding connection through that media. That medium, yeah. I think that if I'm being maybe charitable, no, I I, I, I completely agree, mm-hmm. and I have a lo- I have a lot to say on that item, but I'm but before getting into that, I wanted to kind of bring it back to the idea of who this movie is for. A question, Sean. Usually, you save for the end, yeah. but um, no, yeah, yeah. I, sure. I don't think I think kind of as I phrased it for the Big Bang Theory thing that's that this movie advertises itself for gamers. Which I don't know if I've seen an ad for this movie, so I guess I'm speaking out of turn. But I'm just going to say that that's what this movie does: it, that it advertises itself to gamers as being a movie for gamers. Um, it's hard to argue that it isn't based on the content, the visual content of the movie. Right? There's a lot of yeah. guns and video game-like things going on. Um, yeah. But the actual message and story is not for gamers. And at first glance, it's for, or not for, like a second glance in this case, it's for game creators. Hmm. Because the messaging, I think, applies oh. to them and the overall outcome of the film. However, the real answer is that this is a movie for Ryan Reynolds fans. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's it. it. Uh, yeah, except like you guys were saying, the first couple, 10 minutes. It doesn't work. He doesn't work for you guys. Although, maybe that's the point. By the end, you still like him. So you fall in love with him all over again. Um, sure do. Um, yeah, that's an interesting. That for game makers is an interesting idea. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. Do you mean by the messaging? What do you, What do you mean by that? In terms of the message is for game creators. In so, terms of understanding the value of originality and stuff. Yeah, that or... part. I mean, there's obviously there's the love story, and I think sure, that's building yeah. into the human connection element of it, which is yeah. one reason I compare this to um, Ready Player One as well. I think they kind of end in the same place. Yeah. Um, and that's all great. That's that's well and good, and I think that's that's valid and great and blah 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 cool but in terms of the conflict in the movie um the idea that you know the the villain took something from the good guys but you know the overall message is at the outcome is that a piece of art is or a piece yeah a piece of art has its author built into it that it is the author is part of that artwork Mm. um yeah and you can't you can't ever take it away you can't ever really separate them i mean this movie takes that metaphor to very little literal extremes but that's kind of what it's supposed to do right Mm. um so to me that was one of the major uh i guess you can call it a theme in the movie yeah, no, I absolutely. Yeah, um, and I have, yeah, I have for sure. Man, I have a lot to say about that, but I wanted to kind of leave it there and have you guys give some feedback, I guess, at this point, if you want. <laughs> nah. I mean, do Dude. I mean, do you know what you're, I'm talking about, though? Like, yeah, okay. no, I know what you're talking about, and I, yeah, I think uh, I don't know if I, you know, quite thought about it that way, but I think you're absolutely right, uh, and I like the way you put it. I think also too. Um, 
tied up in that is the idea of I said originality, but it's not quite just originality. It's it's an idea of um and this I think goes beyond just gaming or game creators, but all art creators. And I think that's true with what you said too, Ryan. But um of uh, this idea of uh of novelty as opposed to franchise or or um you know, existing recognizable IP. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not so cut and dry and that's not a huge part of the game or the, of the plot of, um, well, it was at first until it wasn't it, it, cause I thought yeah, that's what they're trying to say like, as well, but, but then they, it, they kind of let that thread go. Yeah. But this idea that building or, or, um, of doing something and then just the, the, the machinations being themselves justification to continue themselves. That is the franchise machine and the microtransactions and the, yeah, yeah. and what are we carrying over and what people want because that's what they recognize and what they think they want because that's what they recognize and, and squashing any divergent in that because the, because there's no inherent tangible value to that divergency. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that all ties up with what you said though. Right. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any of this is what they were intending, but I definitely think it's there. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it's what they're intending. I'm just like, I'm trying to think if they were so specific in terms of their, like, we just want to have Taika Watiti act like a huge jerk. And that's the, like, that's why we put that. I'm that, you pretty know, sure I mean, that like, was part a of me is just motivation like, behind a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing is that I, I, I love your analysis, but I, I don't think I can give him that much credit. No, yeah, I mean, I, I think we need yeah. to, and mm. and here's why. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me why. Ryan Reynolds is flipping the blinders. Sure. And yeah. reflected on the opposite side of those blinders are the the creation of the original game world's <laughs> creators, mm-hmm. and the movie is saying that that art will always bear a reflection of its author. Right. It just like the character so, guy is a reflection of keys, the of uh, yeah. Stranger Things men. Hair guy, hair hair man, whatever it is. Ice cream hair man. Which I I'll say just a little side note. I actually enjoyed him quite a bit in this movie. I he was too. a little flat and kind of boring, I, but I actually I don't I, know. I, I like him in general. I like everything. I, I think well, he's, well, he's like, one of the even from Stranger, season one of Stranger Things, where he's kind of the jock jerk you know oh yeah and then, he, and then he turns he into all their actually becomes like he becomes their yeah, old, yeah. older brother character yeah, basically i know which i love <laughs> yeah. that got, transformation got for babysit his all these kids getting yeah. into crazy adventures no <laughs> i loved I, it i, I uh, liked him because uh, he was grounded yeah. enough to balance out ryan reynolds that that's yes i, I thought he was yes. the perfect counterbalance yeah no he i um. enjoyed him uh, it's actually funny the the reflection little thing that be with the blinder reflection thing. It's funny because it's such a very small thing, and it's and it on in another movie. If this was not a movie about video games, like let's say this was a Star Wars movie, and someone was holding up a knife to find a map for something, I would ah, hate. Interesting. It. I would absolutely that. hate it. <laughs> but in this movie, this is that that is of all the like actual inside video gamey mm-hmm. stuff. That is actually surprisingly one of the more things that is realistic for how games like like, like codes buried in secret yeah I mean even so history. much yeah even so much like in how things are graphically manifested because 
you know, reflections aren't real reflections in video games. They have to be, and or shadows, and like how light plays. And that hat in in the games that I have worked on, there are things like that that we've bugs that are like that, where it's just like, why is this reflection showing this other level? Like there are literally things where, like, if you look in this character's eye. The, the pupil reflection is showing level two, but it's throughout the entire game. Or like, um, or I remember in one of the bugs that made it to launch, and, and I was reading on a gaming website, is like the Spider-Man game, the the, the most recent Spider-Man games. The the city window reflections, like were like oddly, there was something weird about how like the office buildings inside the the, the skyscrapers had some weird reflective bug with it, which what made it look all weird and, and was showing the wrong stuff. So it's just funny that yeah. like of all things, that was like yeah. one of the ones that I was like, Oh, that one actually, that, that, that's one of the video game making references that actually, yeah, there's are, there aren't a lot, but there are some, they're like, Whoa, yeah. that was, it was like someone actually yeah. knew what they were talking about. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's, it's kind of funny. They have these elements of like what I would cons- like maybe subtlety. Right. And, and they show us early in the movie, yeah. he's doing the thing. And I filed that away in the back of my head. Cause I knew it had to mean something. Um, but, you know, they both yeah. in terms of just filmmaking and then in terms of, Sean, like you were saying, kind of kind of weird the way video games are, software works. Yeah. Um, some interesting stuff. But then, <laughs> Matt, also to what you're saying, like, I don't know if we can give him enough credit. A point in that favor is is when the movie does not show class or, or deft of hand is when Ryan Reynolds has to explain to stranger things guy about the um or no sorry ryan reynolds is talking to the girl and explaining to her about you know the author who wrote me had to know the girl really well <laughs> and then it does a flashback yeah. like yeah movie we know and it, the flashback takes like a full minute it's like yes. movie this only occurred like 30 minutes ago yeah. and oh, this yeah. is yeah. the one key plot point that the movie is or that the audience members should have remembered because when yeah, that, that scene that... occurred in the first place there's no way uh, there was a single butt in any seat that wasn't thinking they're talking about <laughs> he's talking about her yeah. he's talking about her he's talking about her even that scene was heavy-handed in my opinion i, I literally so out loud said angry. yeah i remember this movie movie thanks skip yeah i i was so disappointed in the movie i thought it would had so it does make me then like wait a minute maybe those other things were on accident i don't know well that's Um, that's where i want to say that going a little bit back to the question of who this movie is for i think this movie's for 10 to 15 10 to 15 year old boys (laughs) who play fortnite that's who I think well, this movie's for because I, yeah. <laughs> because I, I mean I I know, I know that my cousin my ten year old cousin would love this movie. I see in class my freshman and sophomore boys talking about it. They're really into it. I think that for them this is like there's enough there to make this seem like a really great movie, right? Like because because mm-hmm. as we're talking about like yeah it's it there's there's an, there's enough there. It does you know it's not it's not super pandering. It's got it seems like there was thought put into it. Um, there's right. for for people like us who are older and understand more about video games and just understand more about movies, we have to work harder to suspend our disbelief. I think that this is a good like middle ground movie where it kind of sits yeah. halfway between kids movie and like a movie that like adults can take seriously, which is why I think we can yeah. enjoy yeah. it. I think this is a good movie for a dad to take his twelve year old boy to go see. Yep, and that's yeah. why I think that. 
little moments like that, like reminding it, it's like, well, that 12 year old boy probably isn't coming in expecting more than just like, oh, look at the cool video game stuff. I play video games. I like video game stuff. And like, but then it's like, uh, 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 but remember you got it. There's, there's a story here. If you weren't, if you're just looking at the explosions and the portal guns and stuff, like, here you go. You know, whereas like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Whereas if, you know, uh, somebody who's, seen more movies and is older is, is like me is going to be like yeah okay i right i remember that you know and and i think that's i think that's probably maybe um there the, that that could be maybe results of like test screening or you know that's sure. kind of what that feels like to me it's where yeah. like yeah I, it's like we got to we gotta, we kind of really like I don't. It seems really over the top, yeah. just blatant. I don't and know. And it kind of, but that does feel like because the way is. that scene flows too, right? It mm. it would have been so much better if there wasn't that explanatory thing, and right. it just cuts to her yeah, standing on exactly. the opposite side of the road, right? Right. If you remember because that scene, because in most yes. of those cases, yeah, oh yeah. In most of those cases, it in most movies it do, it obviously doesn't have a flashback because the trick with you know those scenes and those payoffs are making the audience feel smart. Yeah, right? exactly. We're, because you, it, you're not brilliant. You're like, oh, yeah, you obviously should remember that. If you were paying attention right. to our movie, you jerk, you, you better be paying attention. You have to be paying paying basic, but, basic attention. Yeah, it, like, but then you reward, the audience gets that hit of dopamine because yeah. they feel like, oh, I remember that. I'm smart now. <laughs> I'm a clever audience member. But I could, when you said like kids, like, oh yeah, maybe that is because... Not that kids are stupid by any means, but I do feel like those connections are maybe not as ingrained to them. Like they don't have as much they, practice. They are with that still kind of learning stuff, so. how to yes. how to experience yeah. film and television. They're still learning how to and storytelling in general. I mean, I right? guess, like, but so, it, is, yeah. it just feels like certain things like that are so just basic yeah. to human existence that like you don't have you to be think, a genius but, yeah. or have to have especially because it was. Not that long ago in the movie. Like, it would be one thing if it was, like, at the very beginning of the right. movie or the first act. Sure. Some Like, even the blinder thing is so obscure. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Because he does it the opening bit, and you that it, you don't actually need for him to have done that. For the rest to work. And still for the rest to work. But they did have it, and the people who remember it go, Ha-ha, I remember he did that. Oh! Right? Yeah. Like, again... In that case, they don't flashback, and it makes the audience right. feel smart. Yeah. I didn't have to be reminded. Which is so why speaking it, of that, oh, go um, ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, which is why it really makes me feel like it's a it's a result of test trainings because it's like yeah, I think like, you're right about that. that. It, that's, it that's, that's just how my gut much, says. Yeah. Like the cynical part of me is yeah, like, yeah, I, I, like it would be cool. They probably didn't want to have that in there, but like, all right, well, yeah, we know, and 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 I think that that overall, I feel like it's a movie of sacrifices where it's like that's why that's yeah. why it's a lot of questions i shouldn't be asking because it's like okay well the movie as, as to who it's for it's it's got to function for its main audience and it's got to do the work that it needs to do to achieve that and yeah. for me i'm like eh, it could be better but i get it sure. i'm willing to make that concessions I'm, yeah. I'm willing to let it have that that's fine i guess yeah you know but in no means did it ruin the movie exactly um, yeah but like sean said yeah. it's kind of like you want it, to? It's a missed opportunity to make the audience feel smart, and it it makes me. I think it's Miyamoto who said like the point of a puzzle in a video game is to make the player feel smart. It's not the yeah. point isn't to teach them anything. It's to, to make them feel smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. and the thing is, you can't really feel smart. Well, I shouldn't say you can't, but you need to make the player feel to struggle to feel smart. You can't yeah. feel smart without struggle to you know some sort of struggle. I don't know how that pertains to. 
this in a narrative linear mm-hmm. viewing experience. But uh, <laughs> um, so uh, tapping into kind of the romantic part, though, one I, I was okay with generally romantic. It was just very obvious the whole way, and so very predictable, which. Again, going back to like, yeah, that's just a very simple story that it is. And that's fine. Mm. I'm okay with it in general. I did think the scene of them standing at the road, not just, not the flashback, which we just talked about, but the scene itself was so, like, it was the most cliche romantic comedy yeah. 90s. Like, I was like, what? Subvert this somehow. Please subvert this somehow. Please. And they did not. And it was just like, really? It was just yeah, so but, but dripping and saccharine. They need to. Has a twelve-year-old gamer boy seen romantic comedies? Well, so I think I guess you're right. I yeah, and I think that that actually I had the same thought. Matt is that like I think if if the movie is kind of trying to play it both ways, sort of like you were saying, that story is the story for the the twelve-year-old boys who don't know nothing, and they're like, oh, boy gets the girl, girl gets the boy. I can, I can understand that and appreciate it and just kind of take that at, at face value and I'm, I'm completely satisfied i can have them yeah. running in the middle of the street right because they've not know. seen that so why not you know right. like it, it get sure it, yeah. it's really hard for me to not view this whole thing cynically you know and and i feel like i'm okay doing that well it's ironic because i think that the way you're saying it makes it feel less cynical to me because like okay yeah right. I, am, I understand yeah. now it comes across as more understandable right that's yeah that's a better way to put it yeah. is that it's like just yeah I can, I can see a lot i feel like i can see a lot of the thought process that went into the to the end result of this movie and went yeah okay yeah yeah you gave me enough you gave me enough you know other stuff to like that you it's fine you can have it it's fine, and uh, yeah, and and because those actors, especially the guy, I mean, and the girl too, but they're likable. Like they, neither one did I dislike. So I was like, F- yeah, okay, fine, whatever. They're attractive people. They <laughs> yeah. go get together. That's yeah. how movies work. I, I, um, yeah, I don't think I was quite as cynical about that. I think it was more the disruption of that scene. I think that scene could have played out mm-hmm. just. Sure, without yeah. being anything like you said they didn't need to pull it's just like so just... funny like i'm gonna go get coffee yeah. and then he looks across the street yeah. like what what are you doing here you come downstairs what is, what this is crazy <laughs> like, <laughs> i also if i'm if i'm not i, know, I just lie, came across i really, kind really of funny. also just appreciated the over saccharine of it i was like oh, maybe okay it was whatever to the tone of the movie it's it kind of was like yeah okay the movie's like we know what we're doing here and i'm like you know what yeah. you're doing here yeah. oh, okay all right. all right that's kind of that's fun. how i was sure. too I, I didn't need it to try to subvert anything for me it would right. just been like really movie just just let's just get this over with or, at this point right i mean because when you when i think <laughs> yeah. back to the beginning of the movie of just how cartoony and goofy a lot of it is i'm like yeah why why shouldn't yeah. this also be cartoony sure that yeah i yeah. guess that's a fair point um so one thing uh, you i i will say is i did like it a lot like we all said but there's i'm not gonna lie there's an element of disappointment here but it's a it's a very specific type of a disappointment um and that is that it's not i still have not i can't think of a movie that is an actual movie about video games the way i want a movie to be about video games um so this like <clears throat> this reminded me of Wreck-It Ralph. Almost feels like this is the next step up from Rocket Ralph. But the more I thought about it, thought about it, I'm like, actually, Wreck-It Ralph, I like more as a video game movie than this, almost in some ways. Um, 
But you could see how, like, that's a movie for kids and video games, and this is a movie for maybe teenagers and about video games. Like, I want, a, like, a, a a real movie about, like, and then there's Grandma's Boy, which is for, like, you know, whatever, 20-something stoners, and still not really about video games. And by about video games, I mean, you know, about how they're made or people who make video games and how video games work and stuff. It sounds very exciting the way I'm describing it. But, uh... <laughs> But you know, do you guys get what I'm I mean, saying? I, like this movie didn't deliver. I was like, ah, I wish there was just a little. Like, well, yeah. I'm not asking for pinpoint accuracy with how video games work and are made. I'm not well, asking. All that. I'm asking but I just is for a, a little a, a bit movie more. Maybe like this, like you're saying, Sean, where a character doesn't say, "I love ones and zeros." I just understand ones and zeros yeah. better than people. Yeah. How about we just that, not that have that in a movie? How about we just do that? <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm again. I'm not gonna. Uh, well, we're going to, but. Uh, <laughs> Take all of our nitpicky, you know, not realistic video game stuff with a grain of salt. It's not real criticism for the film in terms of it being the quality of the film. But as avid gamers, all of us, as people, as someone who works in games and works in software, I I just feel like there's so much more to mine in this industry. Like, think of all the movies that are about every other industry. Yeah, yeah, Hollywood. You know, all the movies that are about Hollywood, you know, and and to to be fair, a lot of movies about other industries are also not accurate and stuff. But I just feel like there are enough movies that are act some more accurate right. anyway, right? Like that do a better job of painting what it's actually like to be a writer in Hollywood or a director in Hollywood or a I don't know uh, uh, FBI agent or I don't know maybe that that's probably not true. Probably cops and FBI agents also probably get pretty unrealistic. Yeah, they probably in film. get a. Bad rap, I'm right? sure. I'm sure that any um, movie that's about a profession yes. is going to have people from that profession going, "Ah, got to... no, but that's not." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but but there's still some. There's like there's, but there's always going to be like that. Oh man, like if I were to go ask a cop or something, hey, what's a good film that's like realistic? I bet they could come name movies, right? Mm, you true, could, I bet yeah. like if or like a teacher. What's a good movie about being a teacher? I bet teacher. I don't know too if you do, but there's probably some films on top of your head that. Like teachers actually maybe a little bit more easy profession. I feel like that is a more easily transferable profession. Probably I mean, bad but teacher. I could be wrong. If you're gonna ask me, uh, the one that relates most to my experience, it's probably School of Rock. Let's that that, and that's not a joke answer. The, and and no, I did, and I totally get <laughs> yeah. that. As much as silly and funny and wacky as that film is, I do think it's fairly it's, accurate like, in a lot of ways. Especially to, my situation, not being teaching, fully right? trained, like and having a background yeah. in. You come in and you're like, all right, cool. I got this room of kids. Yeah. What do I do with them? How do I make this? <laughs> what do I? What am I doing here? <laughs> you know. So yeah, maybe yeah. more so than anything, just capturing the spirit of that profession. Like mm-hmm. you know, you can have an inaccurate yeah. cop movie, but like, what does it? What actually does it feel like, like to be a cop? Yeah. What is yeah. it? What is yeah. yeah? That's feel like what you know. That's really what it is. Like yeah, and I can I can look at. I can look at School of Rock and go, okay, well, they wouldn't have, he wouldn't have gotten through the door because this, 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 this. He wouldn't have been able to make it happen for so yeah. long because a parent would have called this organization. They would have checked his <laughs> yeah. this. And, and I'm yes. like, I could sit there and nitpick, but I'm like, no, because the, the experience is, yeah, is the spirit accurate. Of it and the experience I can is relate to that character. True, right? And there's enough there to where it feels like I can. Like I get yes. it, yeah, and yeah, that right. I think maybe that's so, what you're hitting on with. So video that's what game I'm movies. looking for. Yeah. In a, yeah, I'm looking for that. And there, yeah, you're right. There's just not enough of them. I just that's what I'm looking for, and and not just in so much maybe the making of video games. It doesn't. I'm not looking for like I want a hardcore yeah. gritty 
showing how games are it could be a game like or a movie like wreck it rolf where it shows how video game like a movie in a game but even those still don't quite kind of scratch that itch that i'm really like ah, i really want a fun like as I don't know. It's not so referential, but just like the spirit right. of like, um, like Space Jam being a gamer. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, on, <laughs> yes, on exactly. that note, perfect example. you know, using professions and thing, you know, subjects like that as a, a, a story backdrop for a movie. Movies have different genres. I mean, like, what a, what about yeah. a movie that is about to like it's a romance, but people meet online in an mm. MMO or something like there's all kinds of yeah. different genres that you can tap into there's as well. so many opportunities you you, you yeah. are there's right. a murder mystery and you've got to like go mm-hmm. through somebody's like you know i don't know discord logs and figure out you, know, you gotta meet you gotta like okay yeah. i'm gonna go into the server and play and figure out them you know, there's all kinds of opportunities yes I, I've always been. I've always thought that if I was accused of murder or something, I could should I, I'd quote unquote easily be able to prove my innocence by just like, no, look at my Steam login. I was online yeah. at that time playing, or like right, like all of our digital things track us now. It's so easy to say like, no, I have proof. I was playing this game. I was not murdering this person. Um, I'm sure I would then be found guilty because I didn't hire a lawyer. But 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 uh, then like at the same time though. <laughs> thing that sucks is that a lot of times if i casually bring up discord or steam or things that are just like yeah. as gamers we are completely that is a part of our life a lot of times i have to explain what those things are to most people yeah yeah and that's probably yeah, why I, 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 you yeah. don't have that movie that you want yeah i mean i mean i recognize it would probably have to be a very niche almost like right, indie right. thing and they're to the to that point, there there may be like a more indie kind of film out there, and maybe one I've even seen. I just can't think of it right now. But that maybe it does kind of speak a little bit more to what I'm looking for. It, it's very um, strange that gaming seems like such a big deal in our in our culture and society, but like it's not a big enough deal to where like the average person is going to know what you're talking about. Like, I, well, that's why well, it, it still feels like it. It's a thing for kid. Like even the way we're discussing the audience for this is twelve year old kids who play Fortnite. But it's like. My understanding of games, and again, this is not obviously universal, but games are more than that. Like, it's the, the idea that games, like, even the premise of Guy in this film, of like, he's leveling up by doing not the violent oh, right. kill things. And it's like, yeah, that is a, such a 90s version idea of what video right. games are. We have so, like, I've been not killing, like, go back to Dungeons well, no. and Dragons from the 70s, first of all, and you could talk your way out I mean, of situations I, see, that, most i was uh, the whole thing oh, go ahead. i'll go next go <laughs> oh okay i well, I, I was talking with yeah. mave i mean we were while as we were watching it and they brought that whole concept up i'm like have they never played um infamous that's li- li- that's there, literally like, that's, the, the premise like, is like most you can be good or you that. can be bad that's the game <laughs> like and, and, and there are games that are that. There's right. Call of Duty and Fortnite. That is the point. But that's like a very, very small portion of what do gaming they, do they is. Do they know how many games there are? That's what I mean when it's do you like. How many video games there are? There, there's there's like, so many video games. There's yeah. so, so many. So check this out. I, I, you know, as you know, I've been reading these kind of documentary or histories of video games yeah, recently. Yeah. So, you know, in up and through like the mid 90s, Nintendo owned something like 90% of the video game market. And at that point, the video game market was actually pretty freaking huge. It was billions of dollars industry. It was massive. Um, and as we know, Nintendo does not make violent video games. They still don't really, right? Yeah. 
Well, not in the tradition. They, they they make like animated by like Looney Tunes. Right, but the number one selling video, but you're right, video it, games to your point, are, yeah, are not, Mario. You know. Right, Mario is yes. the most like you're lovable, right. friendly, and guy, and they right. had a pretty long history of not making subversive video games until you know kind of like Sega and stuff came along, and that's not a bad thing. Um, but to say that like that somehow now like or ever. Okay, Nintendo still owns half the market. Yeah. That video games are violent. That's like saying movies are violent. Like, yes, yeah, some mean, are. Yeah, yeah some, some right. are. Yeah. But it's a small fraction in the grand scheme of things. I mean, like, I, I as on your on that note, like some of my favorite games in the last few decades are the Arkham games. There's violence in those games, mm-hmm. but there's also puzzle solving. There's also great storytelling. Yeah. There's also everything that a Batman movie would have. It's... Right. and I mean, and and to that point, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even saying that like video games are, you know, uh, devoid of violence. Like violence is the most easiest form of conflict, and you need conflict in any storytelling. So yeah, sure. why not throw like if you're yeah, that okay, great, that's fine. But like, I think what it kind of where it maybe kind of uh, uh, irked me a little bit is that in the way the world reacted to guy not mm, being violent mm. Correct. in that it, Correct. it co-opted video game celebrities, ninja and Pokemon and all, whoever, all these streamers and other just, and the world is reacting to this person, not killing people. <laughs> and it's like in the gaming community, they would be like, yeah, what do you mean? We, there's games where you're literally just Sims. You're just yeah, living that, a lot. Like, roller coasters. It, it, that's why I mean, where they're pigeonholing the entire gaming community as like, all we know how to do is shoot guns and games, right. and that's what video games are. I'm, I'm blowing it I out know, of proportion. I, I, no, you're I, I not. That something. is exactly wanna, how the movie... I, I, I want to comment on something just on that note, too. Something I thought about in the movie. Um, it reminded me of Ready Player One. And this is not to your point. This is a separate point on that note. Um, mm-hmm. When they're like, oh, the key to this is to drive backwards. It's like, yeah, somebody would have figured <laughs> that out in the first day. Like, yeah, oh, like you can that. beat this game by have you have they never heard of speedrunners? Like, just like what's yeah. every single way that we can play this video game? Those people exist. That person yes. that would not yeah. be newsworthy. So, those a bunch of people would have done that immediately. Like that that yeah. you know. And again, that's, I mean, right? If the game was truly as like openly open mm-hmm. to do whatever you want as mm-hmm. apparently it is because if there's a quest to go rob a bank well there's there's not a lot of ways you can rob a bank that aren't gonna involve violence mm-hmm. right imagine yeah. the game payday where i've never played it but i think that's the premise of the game is that you're robbing a bunch of banks there's no peaceful yeah. version of that <laughs> quest completion mm-hmm. so yeah. it's it's the game you can only like as much as you know, this game wants to say that it's like this completely user-driven experience. A game yeah. can only let you—you you can only do in a game what the game yeah. lets you do. Like, if if it's a if it's freaking Call of Duty, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to shoot some guys to beat it. Yeah, and and that's and and, and I think that's where I kind of start to like. Okay, I gotta pull back a little bit because. Yeah. Some of it is like, okay, whatever the confines of this game, they're they're kind of very vague and purposefully vague. Obviously, it's just a stand-in for video games. So it's very loose. Like, I guess it's a Grand Theft Auto, but you it's not always a Grand... Like, and so I'm like, okay, I, I, I get what they, they're going for. It's it's supposed to be user-driven, but it's that the idea is that 
it's like Westworld, but not as seedy and dark and depraved and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a fine. It's just a hard thing where I go back and forth. It's like, should I care about this stuff? It's a, they're having fun. It's yeah. a fun game. It's a fun movie. But as a gamer, it's like, no, I do care about right. this well, kind of. I, like, I care more than I should, or I, I guess I should say, I care more than uh, the average reviewer, obviously, and I care more than the filmmakers want me to care. I'll say that. Yeah, and I, I do agree, and I had to go through the same experience. Like, every time something, the movie kept reminding me of how stupid it was, I'm like, yeah, okay, just stop reminding me how stupid you are, movie. Questions we shouldn't on. be I asking. I enjoy this thing. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I, I do maybe, and maybe I'm, I'm reaching a little bit here, I, I will say I think where that degrades in a genuine way, um, my experience and just the movie itself is if, if they're trying to claim some conflict between the way guy experiences the game through nine violence is beneficial, then is the movie trying to make a message about that? Are they trying to make a point? Mm. Because, because remember Antoine, um, his vision is to, to do this violent thing, I guess. Okay, but yeah. he took the the game life itself, the quote unquote sim nonviolent version of video games, and integrated and used that technology to build his thing on top of right. Right. But but the conflict between the Keys character and the Antoine character is not based around that. It's just based upon IP conflict, right? It's based upon yeah. suing yeah. and lawsuits right. and contracts. So to me, those it's a complete misalignment of conflict in terms of driving towards some sort of message yeah i mean i could see it maybe if it if the climax came to more about like it coming down to them under like antoine does not understand his game and that's where he fails but that's not what it was about but yeah you're right but that's not quite what happens at the end but yeah where if the if keys and I forgot the girl's name. I don't know. Uh, the the girl. Uh, <laughs> um, if they, it came down to them, and and by and by extension, Guy, obviously, uh, they understood the world and the game better than Antoine, who just doesn't understand it because he can't see outside of this very limited, you know, violent uh, single note right. exp- uh, expression of gaming. Right. Um, then it would have a... I, I, it would tie into that whole right, idea. Right, exactly. Exactly. You, you said it way better than I did, but that's exactly what I was getting at. And and that's not what the movie was interested in doing. So it it, yeah. it didn't exactly... It, well, yeah, it didn't work. Well, yeah, I mean, it was like they were kind of... They were interested in more the ideas and less the means yeah. to convey that idea almost. Like, this is a fun roller coaster to get to the end, and the end may not have had a direct link with how we got there. Yeah. In, in, right, in right, 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 right. Um, so I, I, can I just say, I'm just going to drop little nuggets of stupidity. Let's do it. As we talk <laughs> about it. Yeah, okay. we, we've all been wanting to do this. So let's so just, let's just get at it. So it. first on my list yeah. is Antoine, <laughs> Antoine tells the, the art people to deploy dude. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I was just gonna. That was and and I'm too. like, wait, no wonder he turned out like a moron. You had the art people writing code. <laughs> yeah, that, what are you doing? The yeah, art was finished. Like, he was a like, he was a fully rendered a, character. He, there was no problem with yeah, the art. It would be an 
It would be the art people would be there'd be an asset that just loaded yeah. that had no animation, that had no AI. Right. It would just be like, oh, there's a art asset in the game. We it's did just, it. That's what you want to do. Yeah, it's just a, yeah, exactly. Right. So, God, I it just because that was I think that's that was more on the top of my list because that's something that even non gamers, non coding engineer yeah. software people would understand because you're like, wait, he just told art people to do something that doesn't have behavior like that. Right? Isn't yeah. that logical that that there would be a disconnect? <laughs> Art people don't dictate behavior. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. I, I will say that, except for that, and maybe a few other things that I can't quite bring up. Like, they did have a better understanding of how a video game studio works a than lot of most things, yeah. media. It's true. No, yeah, true. it's like there's clearly different departments, and there's clearly a high like this person goes like why I, it was kind of unclear who keys he wasn't. In I didn't programming. get what he was doing. Yeah, so it was kind of vague what he was supposed to be um but whatever he's a low-level scripter i guess i don't know sure yeah. that believability doesn't matter so much but um also the the techie setting like at first it's like oh it comes across as like oh this not real it's actually probably not that far from what a lot of yeah. high-end video game studios do look like yeah. you guys have both taken into our yeah i was gonna say it looked pretty Dog. pretty pretty it's good not too me. dissimilar yeah. yeah and they had free yeah. snacks all the time that's exactly yeah they're pretty accurate do you guys remember the movie let's be cops and the main character is that the cop the best uh, portrayal of cops damon waynes jr and he's like a video game designer and he's trying to get he's trying to get his video game sold to a major studio and it's like a fully rendered entirely made like uh, like like gta style game and he's like bringing it to the video game yeah. board of the studios yes. and going, here's my game. Like, At least it's not Okay, that. they have no idea how video games work. Yeah. I mean, I, so I got to give credit that's, because, again, like the at the other. beginning when Keys and Girlface are like the indie, like, yeah, that's a plausible. They're indie developers. Yeah. They develop this small little indie thing. They're at this indie festival. Uh, they, they know the gaming industry mm-hmm. enough. Right. Right? That, yeah. that makes sense. That's all... You know, sells, I've seen it, it done so badly that I'm, I was willing to forgive yes. a lot of the okay, that's not really how it works yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, you're 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 right, you're right. That because they did. I mean, as much as they got wrong, I almost feel like some of the things they got wrong, they kind of they're like, this is probably wrong. Who cares? I also think some of the things they got yeah, wrong were yeah, they were like, I, um, I definitely think well, that's... the plot. We need to service the plot, so most people <laughs> yes, are not going to yeah. call us on this. Let's just do this. Yeah, and I, yeah, I and don't that, really begrudge them do that. that. Like, yeah, we can nitpick all day, but some of those things I was like, yeah, I don't care. That's that's not bothering me. Um, a, a big question is like, so it's an MMO, but a lot of the time it was like they kind of treated it like it was just it's not like on like there was a lot of things where it's like that's not if this was an online live service as it's being portrayed. Right. That no, that's not how right. any of this. Would yeah, work, but, like, just with the whole like um, shutting down the servers and and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. what? That, <laughs> you contradicted yourself at least twice in this whole sequence of reboot the server shut down the server right. also yeah, yeah. like crash like what uh, what they have to so they're releasing a sequel so everybody who owns a copy of the original can't play it anymore like that was their yeah, plan that, that uh, whole plot point was kind of confusing before, a little yeah. thing because he's originally they were going to but then he lied and now they're gonna have to it's not gonna transfer over i guess but that not only is it not only is it, i guess yeah. yeah your 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 progress is not going to transfer over to the sequel but it seems like no we're also shutting the servers down so like oh I yeah just, exactly if i what? just bought yeah, this 60 dollar game on steam 
that's a yeah. multiplayer game like and they release the sequel yeah. i can't play that's not how it works i can you can still play yeah. like you can still play like the pc version of halo 2 online <laughs> like it still has this community running uh, well it yeah could, they, they do, could they have do shut down servers eventually but yeah. they don't do it the when the the day right, after exactly, the new game comes out yeah people still that's not yeah again well, they, one yeah, of it's many just a matter things. of when they end support but but it's usually but way later eh, whatever it's correct yeah it, right um i also i did kind of like that he was obsessed with pre-sales even though that's not really it, it's more like a game marketing like a producer kind of thing for sure like that's definitely a thing in the industry obsessed obsessions with like pre-sales mm. and stuff like that um well, uh, some more specifics so why how is she crying yeah there's like those things where like okay like emotes right i'm just thinking that they're just she she in in real life she typed in an emote and then it made her character cry. yeah a lot of times and so did, but did she type in oh, cry it is kind of funny to think that she typed slash cry i actually then... did like this version of how they like they didn't even pretend that they're like a vr thing yeah it's just a screen yeah. get over it when we're in the game it looks like this i love that they didn't even I bother actually, actually, trying to make there it was like... a great gag yeah because well when he kisses her i was like oh, well yeah. she's on a oh, yeah. behind a computer screen what is this what what does this look yes. like and then it cuts yes. to her just yeah. watching yeah, that was great the yeah. two characters yeah. make out <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's a funny gag." I didn't, yeah. I didn't give them enough credit I, I, in this I moment. That. However, later on, she kisses him, yeah. and I'm like, "They established that she's got no kiss." That button. she doesn't know how to do that. Yep. <laughs> so I, they completely, they within like five minutes of filmmaking, yeah. they contradicted themselves. So yeah. I was like, eh, "That that was tacky." Um, yeah, but I, I caught that. There was too. a lot of little stuff. Oh, but that. Yeah. there was there was a really funny gag in there that I, I was like, it slipped by really quick. And I don't know if you guys caught it, but it was. Um, it was right after they kissed and she says i think there's someone at the door but of course she's talking about in real life mm-hmm. that there's there's because keys was at the door knocking oh yeah right yeah, so yeah. but she says it through the mic of course and so the ryan reynolds character responds to her after they kiss and he, and he says i'll say <laughs> like yeah or something like that in like the affirmative like oh boy i'll say like that's that as if like that was there's someone at the door is, is an expression that people say that he... uh, of joy or something like was that like i don't know like it, 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 I'm, I'm not describing it well out of context no i know in what context it was a i mean I, just, I got it i took it as like a sexual innuendo. i mean i guess i don't know that's the it's, only way it, it is, makes sense <laughs> I, I guess i don't but even then i'm not sure <laughs> right what, what does that mean exactly but, so i think it's, that's why i thought it was so funny because i'm like was that sexual i don't know it's a it was a good gag it worked <laughs> for me anyway. yeah that, yeah i agree um um well, next. Well, okay. So I had a lot of questions about the glasses thing. Huh. Again, questions we shouldn't be asking oh, that don't matter, yeah. and so don't mistake our discussion of this as criticism of the film. But how do so? It doesn't make sense. So they have glasses that actual players could take off. Why would they ever take off these glasses? I mean, you wouldn't be able to. If, that wouldn't even be a. Thing that's what I'm saying. It's playing like, a game and yeah. be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop this item now. I don't have a heads up display. Oh. How do I pick it up? I don't have a heads-up display anymore. <laughs> I guess yeah, the game. I guess my sense. save file is broken. I better get, exit the game. Oh wait, I don't have a heads-up display. I can't. <laughs> I got rid of all my menus and game I interface. I my PC. Yeah. Yes, uh, your entire PC. Just throw it in the trash by dropping this item. Yeah, I did. Okay, good. Yeah, I thought about that. And I went, yeah, no, nah, okay, sure. whatever, no, whatever. Yeah, that was one I was just like, okay, I'm okay just looking past this. It, it, it just, 
Because there's so much of the yeah, whole I NBC. Get there's so much. Like the, yeah, the the other. I think there was a little. For the most part, it's fine. But there's a little bit that was a little just like. Um, what's the right word? Like very very poorly disguised. Uh, plot developments that they had to have happen, but in when they recognize whether he's an NPC or not, it's like you would know if someone's yeah. like this is one where it's like, all right, you'd know if something's an NPC. There's like if you're a programmer or right. whatever, yeah. whatever, like oh yeah, Just, that, from, you know, right um, from the, but, the dev standpoint, and there's not like there's. Yeah, there's yeah. stuff where they can't, like, like we need to kill this person. Like, yeah, there's a console command for that. Right. What do you yeah, do? you're not going to go in-game to right. kill. Like, I, in the past, in fact, I, that's what we, like, when Uncharted 4 and we had multiplayer and stuff, that was one of the things I was doing. I was banning people for people who were cheating and doing, yeah. you know, stuff like that and, and whatever, exploiting or harassing right. people. It's just a command. We have a command yeah. and then ban I, I, w- I wish I had taken notes or, because on that note, I feel like there were a lot of other things like that that just showed that the developers of this game had absolutely no control over their game at all <laughs> right it, which was kind of funny like wait you guys developed this game yeah. how do you like not know what's going on like what do you what? <laughs> and just like the idea that yeah. keys was trying to find who this npc yeah. was like what what do you mean like the, yeah, every asset in the game has some unique id that is just in some database right. like what what i don't but that's okay it's stuff like that where i was like this doesn't make sense it's really stupid but I don't really care. It's fine. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, again, it, I don't really care. But it's just like, but th- those are things I turn my brain off. Like, oh, this is stupid. I want to think about it more, but I'm not. I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to think about it anymore. Um, right. one thing that was really stupid, and I think does, I don't know, it does interfere in a more legitimate way, is, um, so when when Ryan Reynolds' character gets reverted back to his NPC state near the end of the film remember that mm-hmm. yeah and and Key- oh, i think i know what you're gonna say yeah, yeah. yeah keys is concerned with um or i don't know maybe it was the girl whatever maltov one of them was saying like no we we, we he's one in a million or maybe it was before they reset him and they're like he's one in a million he you know he's this yeah. he's the singularity of existence it can never happen again five minutes later in the film she kisses him and it happens again like <laughs> And the conditions yeah. for creating them in the first place were not novel, right? They weren't unique. Well, in any that way. was that was actually my question was going to because the thing that that set him apart in the first place was not them kissing. No, it was his programming. It was just well, it was, but he started going off script just by looking right. at her, right. right? Like he, like that's what prompted him to put on the glasses was him going like, oh, there was something about her, just like. But why did that not happen? The like it it didn't they didn't like explain why it was unique think, in any way. Yeah, it it wasn't satisfactory to me because it was not the kiss. And so right. then when they made it seem like it was the kiss, they're like no no no, that's no. Not what happened. You guys said it was. That's not right. what happened. Also, yeah, she's, no no no, completely. She's yeah. played this game and worked on it. Has she never done the bank heist mission? <laughs> yeah, right. no. He would have yeah, run I, into her before many times. True. Um. It, it, but also, like, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole AI thing because it's a bunch of poop that this movie does poorly. But actually, in good enough a way where you don't think about it too hard. So actually, it does really well. Yeah. Um, is that, okay, he is a sequence of ones and zeros on a hard drive somewhere. Copy-paste. Hmm. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Copy-paste, yeah. you now have one million of him. He is not unique. He's a sequence of ones and zeros. I'm trying to think if we would be able to do... I mean, it would not be a simple... Because, well, the thing is that... it. Yes and no. Yes and that, yeah, you can copy-paste it. But a AI's programming is not so singular and compartmentalized. I would not just be able to take no, the AI... No, but it, it exists a, in different AI modules... Of which, yeah, I'm just it saying is a that, sequence of but in Java so doing, you would be. It's either it's, it's going to be Java, it's going to be C, it's going to be C, it's going it's code, it's running somewhere. Take that code, copy it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see, I, I see what you're saying. The code in general. Yeah, I'm not saying it's I'm all just saying that the code in general, it would, like, if I were to, if you were to really, if I wanted to copy, uh, take a <laughs> replica of an AI in something from Naughty Dog, it would be actually copying. And taking a huge chunk of the game because the AI is tied up in so many ways. It's not like here's the AI code. Let me just copy. No, these right. Two of course not. Yeah. Co- it's just like it's tied in with it. Like so, I if you were actually to do that, you would really have to copy a large, large, large chunk of the game. But, but you're right. It would just be cheap. code. Yeah. Hard yeah, drive yeah. space yeah, is cheap. No, you can saying. replicate it. Yeah, yeah. One million times, and you'll have a one million yeah. unique singularity AIs. Anyway. I just, I, just, I don't know, AI in, in movies has always been done poorly, and this is not an exception. And this movie does kind of make it a... I mean, again, they kind of do a good job of just glossing over it, and that's fine. But they, they say, like, they made it sort of a plot point of, like, we can't do this. And then they immediately resolve that problem. Like, yeah. not even with breaking a sweat. Yeah, I just felt like it. It's fine. It, it, it's fine. Yeah, it's just movie AI. Just I rolled my eyes at it as much as I roll my eyes at any movie or like ai and yeah yeah general things i you just kind of like yeah that's it's just that it's ai that that's it that whether it holds up you know technically or not it it won't (laughs) right whether it it does or not it doesn't (laughs) 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 um what did you guys think about like the uh the stuff at the end where like it felt like it was very end well specifically like the cap shield Oh, with all the all the IP references. The... Well, I mean, yeah, a big yeah. Disney ad. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I was surprised yeah. to see how much, uh, like all all the Disney pages on Facebook were pushing this movie, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, all right. Um, so I, yeah. I wasn't surprised. I, I rolled my eyes a little bit, but again, the the twelve year old gamer boys are gonna love all that stuff. They're gonna love it. Oh yeah. So, oh, sure. And I'm yeah. like, I can't. I'm not gonna be such a miser that I'm gonna go. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's a, it, I it's mean, a, it's a portal gun. I was like, oh, a portal gun. And was the last one? That he, he used the gravity, gravity gun. gun. Yeah, used, yeah. Right? So, both. yeah, I guess they, they had references. Used, I mean, that's for us. I mean, like... And there was the... Didn't, and didn't even, like, there was an M-Buster reference? Like, yeah, yeah, he yeah the, that's, right? that's the thing. Because yeah. I... I, I uh, when, when my students find out that I, I'm a gamer, they always ask me a ton of questions. And none of them have ever played Half-Life. <laughs> you know, which makes me really sad. But like, but so that no, but well, at least that game's a game that you know. There's still something that's still an active franchise. It'd be one thing if it's like I, I like, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's an old franchise that no one, no kid would recognize. Mash. Okay, Never but mind. but like, but that anyway, that was just proof that like, okay, that reference was for me. That wasn't for the Fortnite kid. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for throwing that in there. I don't know. 
Like, in sure. a movie like yeah. this, I can't really get too bent out of shape about all the IP reference stuff. It's 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 silly, goofy fun. Who cares? Uh, yeah, no, I'm not, sorry. I'm not, I was just, that's what I was saying. Right. I was just asking. I'm not, I'm not saying it's, I disliked it or anything like that. Some of it, I, yeah, I did. I was surprised by the captain, I, because it's not even a gaming reference. No. It was like, oh, he just has the caption. Well, right. <laughs> okay. and then they, it was they surprising, played the actual in a score weird from way. the Avengers movies. Yeah. Like, oh, they, I guess yes. they can, because Disney owns every single thing. Ever. And then he had the whole, he had like a Hulk fist right. after that. And they so. own Chris Evans, so they got him in there. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, that that actually was. The actually, I didn't know. I I I'm being cynical bit. right now, but I enjoyed it in the movie. I wasn't like yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't geeking out or anything like right. Yeah. I, it was, I can't it was do. amusing. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I got was some amusement sure. out of it. Um, yeah. Did did any I don't did anyone understand what Channing Tatum's character was or what was going on with that whole video and the dance like. What was that supposed to be? Just Fortnite. I kind of like kind of lost track of the trail there. No, I just mean like that's what they were. They had to break into this guy's house to get a file. Oh, that was just uh, what's called a plot device to get Channing Tatum to do Fortnite dances. It's a common <laughs> thing seen throughout cinema. Common history. trope, and yeah, you're right. Cinema history. Um, well, okay, then I guess it worked. Yeah, the the, the classic uh. trope of Channing Tatum doing Fortnite dances. Right, yeah, I course. think uh, so silly. Um, <laughs> Buster Keaton was was the first guy to do that. That was very, very influential. Early, yeah. Uh, uh, what else? Any other any other thoughts? I'm trying to think if there's anything I haven't touched upon. I have no more thoughts well, at all. The only so I don't have any more. The last just note about the movie um that i have is a little bit kind of connecting sean with what you're saying about what you you want to see a video game movie done Mm -hmm. uh, i don't know what word you use but done right yeah i mean i want to see a video game movie made by video game people well so i think again we talked about what that looks like and how it wouldn't look right if we tried to make it look as you described um not as an insult to what you just said, just as I think the way to do it is to capture the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, so my t- one of my takeaways from this movie is it, I was comparing it a lot to Ready Player One. But yeah. I think this movie fell short in a lot of the ways that Ready Player One also fell short and that it wasn't true to its source material. So Ready Player One, I, I, if you go back, listeners, and listen to our very first podcast episode... Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I think I said something to the effect of it wasn't true to the spirit of the source material and it, it didn't invigorate yeah. me and, and and pump me up the same way the movie did or the book did mm-hmm. in kind of capturing the spirit of adventure that that video games often can do for me. Um, mm-hmm. And so, well, what does that mean for this movie for Free Guy? There is no source materials, original stuff. Um, but I think the source material is video games just what it feels like to play a video game. Um, and I think that yeah. goes back to what I was saying before as well about, I don't think this movie was a movie for gamers. Although Matt, I think you have a good point in that is they played it both ways. It's for gamers on the surface. And then if you want, yeah. you can try to dig deeper, but I think, I think it's people who are casually acquainted with because yes. I don't know if you've talked to mom or dad, Ryan, but they liked it. mom and dad really, really yeah. like this yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, and they're not, my mom's not a gamer at the very least. So like, you know, it's people who are casually or adjacent to gamers too, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you said, parents of kids who play sure, but, Fortnite, but, you know, they go, but right. Now. Rather, 
correct. There, there is some uh, proximity to gameage vis-a-vis our parents. Um, but again, they're also Ryan Reynolds fans, so. And that's true um, too. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but I mean, again, that's that's not a bad thing. That's a, it's a good thing. That's great. I'm glad they liked sure. it, and I think they probably did get enjoyment out of it, knowing Sean. You know, you. you Work in yeah. an office very much like that. There's a connection there. It's all that's all well and good. And my boss is constantly yelling at yeah. me in a New Zealand and accent. wearing gigantic denim trench, trench coat coats. Weird thing. Yeah. Um, uh, so on, on that note, um, I think it, so. Like our experience with video games as being lifetime gamers, uh, we have a particular affiliation with games the same way we. Or no, not the same way. In a lot of ways, different than movies and television. Mm. So game, you know, there's probably been college papers written about this, <laughs> but about the way people connect with video games differently or more deeply than movies. And blah, blah, blah. There's probably a million reasons. I like I like the reason that video games take longer to beat. So you can remember like a semester of high school because every day... Yeah, you came home and played yeah, that game, like, right? And and yeah, and, that was my Final Fantasy VII semester. You know, like and, exactly. Yeah. I I, I yeah. can remember playing Ocarina of Time through the summer of '97. I don't know, whatever. I can just yeah, remember yeah, eating pop tarts every morning that summer and playing Ocarina of Time. I can I remember that. That's that is a memory. I it's and it's part of me, right? And, yeah. And I don't mean that like I'm not hyperbolizing. Because yeah. in a different way, like I can engage with a movie or not engage with a movie. The movie still happens. A game doesn't happen unless I engage with it, make a decision, and execute it. And in that yeah. way, very precisely, the game becomes a reflection of me. Yeah. And again, that sounds hyperbolic. Yeah. No, I agree. I have those that same is exact one hundred percent true. Yeah. Because my experience with that game will be different than yours. Yep. Our experience mm-hmm. of a movie will include the same 24 frames per second or the same 24 times number of seconds in the movie. That It'll be the same movie. We'll see the same images. But the, but the game won't. I mean, just all your mileage varies based on the game. That's fine. But the point is that the game is a medium that I am a part of. I am in that game. I know that's, that sounds crazy, but I've made my point and I think it holds true because the frames I observed that the actions that the character on screen took were mine. They were my actions. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, it, well, can, yeah, I did. Well, yeah. Just to kind of round this out and yeah. Uh, um, so when we saw, you know, when we saw Ryan Reynolds flipping those blinders, like I was saying before, that the, the movie is telling the audience that art will always bear a reflection of its author, right? That's that was the point that the movie decided to make. But um, but for me, the way I think about it is that you know video games reflect the lives of their participants, and ninety percent now, almost one hundred percent of the audience members are gamers, not game creators. And that's okay. That can be their decision. But apparently it was. Um, um, You know, so that's fine. But 
last little thing is um, the the true the tr- the spirit and the the purpose, I guess function. I don't know some word here that ga- that 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 games are is playing them. Games aren't made to be made. Games are made to be played. Yeah. Yeah. And so they. And it's the one perspective I think this movie misses. Oddly enough, it explores the perspective of gaming more through yeah. an NPC's perspective than it does even the perspective of the creators. And third on the list and, is gamers. And that's how the game concludes with this is a game. Like, yeah. They are all going to go do their own thing. Um, and we're just going to let them be. It's like Jurassic Park. We're just going to let them just, they're going to go exist over there. <laughs> Yeah. Like on this island. And they just they like and yeah, that is I, I think as a as a as a ethos, the uh, anathema or you know, the the opposite of like well, what you're saying. Yeah, what the, uh, the the conceit of what games are. Right. And I just wanna end that out by saying um NPCs are not human beings. Um, there's just ones and zeros running. They don't get to have their own world. What's the point of the, the game? Well, is this going to be what? This is going to be an empty city? Anyway, that's not important. I think I made my point about what this, the point, or capturing, Sean, what you're talking about, about what that movie would look like. It would be a movie about capturing that spirit, I think. Yeah. Well, so to me, there's, I would say that the closest thing I could think of right now, or there's two, there's two ways I would kind of come say, what is a video game movie? And I think one of the, the, the more successful ones right now are uh, movies like edge of tomorrow or something. Right. Yeah. That's, that's on it, on it's on, on paper. It's not a video game movie, but it has the feel. It captures a lot of the same feelings yeah. as you have as a gamer, as right. playing a game. So there's, you could go into that direction. I guess what I'm saying is I want a video game movie that is more um, like, I don't know how to describe it, like like the Ember Island players of video hmm. games, where it's for a very specific audience. It's for me as a gamer. I understand what they're going for. Not, not saying that there is not value for potential other people, but you are, you, you, are tapping into themes um, and elements that are recognizable uniquely to the medium of games, uniquely to the creation of those games, but also the experience of playing those games, yes. right? Like, that's that's what I'm looking for. I would love more Edge of Tomorrow style things. I really want more of that kind of stuff. But I think I was hoping with this and with other games or other movies in general was closer to that other option that I was right. kind of describing. Sean, that's, uh, that's what I'm really waiting for. Sean, you're missing about, you're forgetting about Tomorrow War. I mean, you got, you got it at Tomorrow Oh War. yeah, obviously Tomorrow War is out there. I mean, other things too is like, uh, if you've seen Russian Doll, um, yeah. in some ways that is like, that actually I think is, in a lot of ways does tap into a lot of really interesting, cool things that do um, re- resonate in terms of being a gamer, and there's a lot of themes that are, are true. I haven't watched that show Mystic Quest um, with Rob uh, McElroy on FX, I think, or something like that. It's about a video game studio. It's a comedy about a video game studio, I think. Um, so maybe that is great. Maybe that does capture a lot of what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? So there may maybe be stuff you out there. Go I just, watch I'm not it, familiar man. with it. 
before you I talk should. about this kind um, of stuff. And there's probably other things even too. Um, well, you heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> everything we just it said, being, the last two I'm hours sure of talking. Yeah, everything. This is the first time. Oh my time gosh, we are past two hours. <laughs> Oh, geez, how did that happen? Um, this What is this, Space Jam 2? <laughs> yeah, it is. They go, the Dom makes a video game and they go into the serververse. Free <laughs> um, guy ripped off Space Jam 2. Well, uh, should, we, should uh, we wrap this up yeah. then? Because I think I, I don't think you're going to yeah, say anything so. more profound than what was said in the last few minutes. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. That was our exactly. high, go out on the high note. All right, well, that's our review of uh, Free Guy. Like I said, I recommend it. When you guys, you guys, yeah, we all. I think we all recommend it. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. So, uh, we got mail this week. We've Ooh, we've boy. got mail. Um, we got two. We got two emails from uh, Kevin Young, uh, a frequent contributor to the uh, Yum Chunks mailbag. Um, but they're basically one email. So, uh, y'all mind if I read it? How did we do? Sean Sean said that they he would pick. Okay. Oh sure. Um, well, you're reading it. Yeah. Okay. You just read it. This email is subject from Kevin Young. <laughs> t- subject line: John Gulk Ruse. Um, ha. All right. Something you guys mentioned. <laughs> something you guys mentioned during your Jungle Cruise episode got me thinking. For me personally, I think Jungle Cruise is probably a more conventionally good movie than Space Jam. It's got fun action goofy performances, and at its heart, it's in the right place for what it is. But I'm with Chewie. I'd rather rewatch Space Jam. Space Jam is a cluster F. He writes in parentheses, this is still PG because it's both a PH, PH, so it's not profanity, and I'm telling you, your trick's not going to work on me, sir. (laughs) It's a mishmash of weird ideas. You'll get them next time. It's a mishmash of weird ideas and strange set pieces that are sort of connected. Yeah, there's a story there, but the story is window dressing for the insanity of everything else. Jungle Cruise feels more like a movie with a story to tell. More structured, with fun, if predictable beats and set pieces. I'm not saying Space Jam A New Legacy is good, but it is probably more engaging of a rewatch. Anyway, I'm really just emailing you guys to request that you do an episode on Suicide Squad. And then in his next email, subject line farts, he writes... Damn it, I should have waited to finish the episode and hear you guys say you were doing the Suicide Squad next before sending my last email. Please, yum chunkers, listeners, forgive me, I beg you. I don't know if I can speak for the whole group, but I say you are not forgiven, sir. I, my forgiveness is pending. I am going to have to really think on this one. Send us another email, Kevin, about our um, free guy and episode, and then I'll yes. pass judgment. Well, uh, well, okay. I, I can't blame him too much. I, I made a similar mistake in um, in writing to his podcast. Oh. And one episode or one well. email to him, I wrote about uh, Gates McFadden being the choreographer for the Labyrinth, and then like seventy five episodes later, I heard Jack say that same. <laughs> so you know what? My bad. I should have listened to their entire podcast <laughs> before yeah. writing a single email. Whoa! I didn't know right. that. I didn't. I well, didn't know I don't know. Well, I'm learning all kinds of things. Yeah, that's what she's, and now she has a podcast. That's right. She does. Um, yeah. 
Well, in, in uh, oh, Chewie, by the way, me, how far are you into uh, TNG? Let me write an email to Gase McFadden well, on her I, I, podcast before, and let her know she was the choreographer. For... Before that, we should probably address his email. Um, well, oh, yeah, I, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I would just like to say that uh, most of the recent emails are people agreeing with me, so thank you. I agree with you that I'm that I'm right. <laughs> and as most of the recent emails are disagreeing with Well, they're all your me, friends, so... I will say. And I think this was an episode, I think in our Space Jam episode, I made reference to friends who liked Space Jam. Kevin is one of those very friends. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. And I can't stand it. Uh, no, I don't Well, I'm, wait, what is, I thought he People agreed with like us that Jungle Cruise was the better movie, or whatever, more enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, he did. We Everyone agrees. He And he's just saying that Space Jam, he liked Space Jam more, and he thinks it probably is more... I, mean, you know, I don't. I don't remember what we said if we would if we actually asked that. But I think if, yeah, if I was gonna ha- yeah, have to rewatch that? one or the other again, yeah, I'd probably watch Space Jam two again because it was more hectic and I it hurt my brain more. Yeah, there's. I mean, I don't. I don't know that I would get uh, anything more yeah. out of a rewatch of, of Jungle Cruise. I don't think I'd get anything more out of it. I think I would rewatch Jungle Cruise, but not anytime soon. I would be fine yeah. watching it in like two years or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Space Jam, I don't want to rewatch it, but I bet I would maybe, I wouldn't like it more, but maybe I would find things to like in it more than the first time I saw it. But I would also probably find more things I disliked about it. Also, I still, I still don't abide the argument that the story doesn't matter in Space Jam. Even though I agree, I don't think the filmmakers think it doesn't matter, though, because it ends with Bugs Bunny in a dramatic death scene. They can't, you can't claim that they're, it's irreverent and funny and wacky when the climax of the movie is legitimately played that Bugs Bunny dying, sacrificing himself is supposed to to be an emotional beat. You, You lose all credibility if you think that Space Jam is just a funny, wacky thing, because that is clearly not what they're going for with that movie. Yeah. My end, I'm off the soapbox. At least for the large part of it. Yeah, there's still obviously wacky craziness in there. Anyways, so... Thanks, Kevin. (laughs) Thanks for writing, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, appreciate it. Um, Yeah, please do keep writing. And keep prompting with all these questions and thoughts. Because... I always like revisiting and also just diving deeper into our previous discussions. And our yeah, plus, well. you know, typically when we record a podcast, it's pretty fresh in our minds. And so the movie we're reviewing, so it's kind of good to revisit it spurred by you or others to say, oh, did that? How does that still exist in my yeah, mind? How do, I, how do I feel about it now a month later? Yeah, I, I honestly don't have as much vitriol for Facebook, Space Jam now as I did when we recorded because it's been a month and I can't bring myself to care that much and i started that conversation with saying i can't bring myself to care that much to hate this movie and then i went on for we went on for two hours talking about and yet tonight when you say you can't bring yourself to care you still started yelling i know (laughs) i don't know what my problem i don't know what your problem is either but we love you anyway sorry i'm sorry if anything we love you because of it sean Um, um and to answer your question earlier just briefly i'm i slowed down on star trek just a little bit because i was working on the uh the, the beginning of the year production, oh, sure. and then we went to Disneyland. But where I left off was about uh, a few episodes into season four. Um, mo- the most recent ones I oh. remember is the one where uh, Tasha Yar's sister comes into the fold, um, and then oh, yeah. um, and and the other and the other one, and that was that was a pretty good episode. Um, 
uh, the one where uh, Doctor Crusher is um, is uh, everybody's remember disappearing. me? Is oh, it dang. remember me? Yeah, yes, that's one of my that's favorite that's episodes of the entire series. And you find out, oh, she's the one who disappeared. I love that episode yeah, that so a... much. It's it's so cool, but also her mm-hmm. performance in that episode is yeah, so great. Really, yeah. The way, like the small mannerism she does, like I would act exactly like how she. I must say that, that <laughs> she's probably in the ensemble up until this point been one of my, I think one of the weaker links. I, I haven't really cared yeah. for that character too much, but this she, is. I didn't like her as much as a kid, but I love. I think, she's one of my I think favorite characters they, now. They, I sure. think this is the first time they really gave her an opportunity to shine. Yeah, they gave her I some agree. really good material to work with, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I hope they do more in the future. Don't tell me whether or not they do, but um, yeah, it, but is that well, season three? I will say that. Yes, yeah, that was no, season, yeah, season that was, four. That's some good stuff. Or no, it's yeah, season, season four, four, and I just. Um, watched I will movie. say that I like her too because she's one of the few I think who does. She she pushes back against Picard yeah. a lot, um, not in a bad way necessarily, like, but she challenges yeah. him, and I really like yeah. that. Whenever that happens, especially on I Prime like Directive yeah. stuff, oh. which I I have we could have a whole podcast on Prime Directive and how garbage I think it is. <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> uh, also you've seen the Chain of Command now, so now you know Picard. Right? That's is the Chain of Command. What's the? Sorry, it's not Chain of Command. It's um the Picard Borg. What's the dumb Lacutus? name? Cutest. Oh um. Dang no, it. the name of the episode. Sorry, whatever. But he's he was a board. That was yeah. the you've seen that. Yeah, that was great. Uh, maybe you already worlds, knew about that it. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, best of both worlds. Great. That's it. Um, also, another recent one. I just pulled up the season four wiki page. Um, another one that I really liked. Uh, Suddenly human. Um, they they find the kid who was raised by the the aliens and oh, they're like yeah, oh that's a good we, one too. we shouldn't yeah, give him yeah, back because yeah. they stole him. But then like oh but they haven't yeah they they raised them in their culture and and. I actually paused it in the middle of the episode to talk about the the moral and philosophical implications with Maeve. I was yeah. very much into that episode. I was really, really into yeah, the dilemma, and I liked how it concluded. Um, that was another good one. We're, there's some, there's some really good racquetball? stuff from in the middle of right now. It's, it's. Mm. Yeah, you're definitely in the 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 high points, and you will be in the high points. Like even season season seven. Is, is it kind of drops a little bit, but it's I still like a lot of stuff in there. But uh, seasons three, four, five, and six are generally yeah, pretty awesome. I'm having a great time. All right, well, uh, uh, all right, we're, cool. we should wrap this up before we get to two and a half hours because there's no yes. way a, a free guy episode should be this long. So <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> let's go ahead know, and yeah. let's go go ahead and wrap this up. Cool. Um, well, stay tuned. What I guess, uh, Shang Shang Chi comes out at the beginning, just like a week or so, a week or two. Um, also, we should probably so, figure out yeah. if and how we're gonna tackle what if. Yeah, I actually I was almost gonna bring it up in chunk fire stories, but I'm like, wait, maybe we'll do it. Yeah, we we need to figure out how that would work, seeing yeah. as that every episode is seems more or less like it's gonna be self contained. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so we'll look forward to something with that, listeners. Um, but definitely Chang Shang Chi and the Legend of the Korra uh, <laughs> at some point. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, other stuff's coming out. What I don't know. There's I don't know what else is in September. Wait. But what's uh, what's um, the uh, the uh, Eternals? When's yeah, in uh, December we got the Matrix Four. Oh boy! Yeah, That's December. This year? Well, it was supposed to be last year. And Spider-Man. Okay, I wanna, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a, a prediction. I'm gonna take a prediction here. All right, I think 
I think because because Neo and Trinity are in the movie, they are characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. I predict if this is truly a sequel and not a reboot, I think that they're not alive. I think they are digital copies that were made by the computer. Mm-hmm. I think it was they are they are yeah. Neo. They're like Ryan Reynolds. Tr- Trinity and, and Neo are evil now. They're the new Agent Smiths, and a new generation of mm. of humans are going to have to defeat them. I think that's how this is going to work. I'm just taking a bold prediction here. That I like that from a story standpoint. I don't think audiences are going to buy Keanu Reeves, the awesome hero, being a villain now, though. Maybe, maybe not. But I think that's the only, I think, that's the thing that makes the most yeah. sense to me in as far as how they logistically would do it. Yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, or it being like a uh, he's corrupted and they're trying to save him, like a Tron type of situation from that movie that never got followed up on. Okay. Well. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Tron: New Legacy. Tron, like, yeah. Tron Legacy. Yeah. Tron get convert corrupted wow. or something. Space Jam: Tron: A New Legacy. Yes. Excellent. The movie you've been <laughs> waiting for. All right. Well. Cool. Well, get. Well, stay tuned, everyone, and. Right Yum chunks at gmail.com, write in young go um go listen to uh reopening the wormhole. Um I am on an episode of that. Actually it's probably still not out yet, but will be soon. Um and uh Jack's silly little neighborhood friendly Star Trek Discovery short text Picard and Lower Decks podcast, because I was on that talking about a book. A Star Trek book. So, just cross-promoting here. Get all the Cassville love around, in and around, and share. Excellent. So. Yay! Anyways, okay. that's it. Great. Alright, well, what do we do? How do we stop this? How do we... Uh, you just... Uh, we have to die so that game over okay. comes up on screen. We, we go... Okay. <laughs> Bonk. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Dump ba dum bum bum bum. I'm waving my finger right now at the, at the screen, listeners. Sega. Oh wait, I have a free guy. No 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 no. That's an outdated right. reference. It should be one up. The name of the movie should be called One Up. All right, bye everyone. This has been after the credits. A Young Chunks podcast.